Home lets me know we're on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 117 of You Watch, I Listen. Taylor, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing fine. You're not walking fine, and it ain't because of anal. Stop insinuating. Stuff. No, no, I, I actually, I was doing the opposite. I was saying you didn't get fucked in the butt this time. See? There's yeah, the insinuation. Z- What's wrong with your headphones? Uh, no, I just I don't feel like wearing them right now. Okay, well, you need them in a little bit. Okay, that's fine. We'll have some audio. Fine, here, All right, take them. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> um, so, you hurt your ankle. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give specific details out. But just know I jumped like two feet straight down and boof. Yeah, some, and something could have ended up a lot worse Wait, you, than your ankle. You boofed something? What'd well, you boof? It was, you know, because you're going to play the sound clip. Marshmallow fluff. Me falling because that actually happened. Your butt sucks. And then it turns into, whoa, dude, I felt that tremor all the way from Clifton and, you, and you're in Secaucus. To be fair, no, I... What you said you said you jumped and boof. I'm, I'm wondering what you boofed. I did, I did shit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but what went in before the shit? What? What? That's, what? that's, that's what boofing is. Boofing is when you like drink you, something with you through your butt when your butt chug is boofing. Yeah. Okay. Would you ever try butt chugging? <laughs> nah, I, I, I seen Steve-O do it once, and I, that's that's good enough. I don't me. think I would. It would depend on like what's at stake. So what? So what? What would the, what would the stakes need to be? Like I don't know, like a hot dog. <laughs> would you boof wow, the hot dog? No, I wouldn't boof the hot dog because then I don't eat low, it. Huh? It's not that they're that low. It's just I love hot dogs. <laughs> okay, so in your world they're high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The hot dog, hot the dog high bar is a hot it's dog. It's like if, low if, bar is spiral. If you're like, there's two briefcases and one has ten thousand hot dogs in it, and the other one has ten thousand dollars. I'm taking the hot dogs <laughs> because ten thousand dollars will not buy you ten thousand hot dogs. That's just not. It'll buy you more than that. Frankly. But I want the hot dogs now. That that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I'm not good at math. But any, that, that, it, that doesn't add don't, up. But I'm we, pretty sure you could buy a pack of 50 hot dogs for like 15 bucks. Okay, but I'm saying you wouldn't have them in that moment. That exact moment with the briefcases right yeah, in front you of you. Could freeze them and you could have them forever. I you want have, them now, Josh. Cooked right, hot dogs in the briefcase. I, uh, don't not gonna last patience. very long. You're no. gonna eat some of them and then the Listen, rest of them are gonna go bad. Okay, maybe I'm gonna eat all of them at once. Listen, if there's anyone that's taught us patience, it's Axel Rose. He, told, he made us. He made us be patient for Chinese democracy for fucking ever. And what did he give Thanks, us, Josh? Anyway, beyond Taylor's ankle, his butthole, his boofing, and my love of hot dogs, we have a birthday boy in the room, and that would be our audio engineer extraordinaire, Josh Marcella. Josh, Josh happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday, dude. We just had some uh, nice cake. Um, Josh's wife was nice enough to get Josh a two cakes: one that looks like a hot dog, but yep. it is it is not a hot dog, and one that looks like a ham. Burger. Now it's funny, Taylor. Before you got here, when she took out the cakes, Josh was actually disappointed because he says, "I was hoping that was an actual hot dog." <laughs> like that would have been a big ass fucking hot dog. Big advocate for hot dogs on this show. Yes, I mean yes. honestly, if we could get sponsored by anyone, I just want to be sponsored by hot dogs. Just the whole hot <laughs> just, dog industry. Just, just no hot dogs. I want them to endorse us. I just want the, whoever the head of hot dogs is Episode to be like you watch. I listen. If you watch, I listen. Sponsored by hot dogs. Hot dogs. Like, like you know Eat how them. like like USA beef is a thing. Like mm-hmm. beef. If it's what's for dinner, just yeah. like hot dogs. Why doesn't for yeah? Why isn't there a USA hot dog? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's disappointing. But Josh, happy birthday! Happy birthday um, we were supposed to have Manfro in today. He got stuck at work, uh, so hopefully we will have him in next week. Uh, he was going to do a really good birthday freestyle for you, but maybe we'll just save it for next week and make it an overall freestyle and incorporate your birthday. Um, but we got some fun stuff today. We're going to be shedding a lot of time on the NFL season, which I'm super pumped about. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing Led Zeppelin's "In Through the Outdoor." Uh, Josh, you're reviewing an album. I sure am. Then he doesn't know. He's stalling. (laughs) 
Shut Power Trip. Away. Power Trip's uh, Nightmare Logic. And Taylor. Uh, what we do in the shadows. All right. We will, we will see you guys back. The you watch, I listen podcast starts now. Had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. What did he do wrong? It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Field at Yankee Stadium. That's like one of my favorite like, like phrases. It's like, yo, there's a short porch in right field. It's not a short porch. It's literally like a... It's it's a I, no, no, I get what you're saying. Like it's like a loogie's, loogie hack away. Like you could easily... Like any outfielder from home plate, if they were at home plate, could throw the ball over right field because it's 303 feet. Well, what, what did Trevor Bauer, when he wheeled it through uh, down center field, what was it? Yeah. Like fucking 8,000 feet? Yeah, yeah dude. Fucking stupid. 8,000 feet. 8,000. That would be I'm, a huge... I'm clearly exaggerating. Just That's up. like what Babe Ruth used to play in. It doesn't mean you could be a dick, I'm even though you're going to be a dick. Oh, I have a short Michael shirt. <laughs> he does have it. I actually wearing a fucking Gandalf shirt. Cool, oh, dude. I, okay. Yeah, it, but he's fighting the Barlock, dog. It, it's fucking great. It, Josh, it, it, to be fair here, Snap. it's very rare. That a Shawn Michaels shirt can be topped, but that's a badass shirt. No, it's good. The shirt. one Taylor's wearing is fucking great. I can never, I can never disappoint on a Shawn Michaels shirt. No, either, it, you, it's, it's a heartbreak like kid, dog. it's a, yeah, it's a win-win. Arguably the greatest in-ring performer of all time. Um, but we're here. It's one seventeen. You watch, I listen. Um, Taylor, how was your week? It was fine. Besides beside, your ankle, besides almost breaking my ankle. Uh, it was fine. I mean, Stelly, Bob, and Quaz came over on Sunday, so nice. that, that was just boring. And then. Uh, didn't really a whole lot of nothing else. Okay. I got a week. I got a week. Uh, I got a week off coming up in September. It's sweet. Uh, sweet. So. What are you planning on doing? Uh, well, so the original plan. It's going to sound silly, but I was going to drive to Branson, Missouri. Okay. Just something to do. Kind of like how, uh, like in Missouri. Yes yeah, kind of like how in Yes Yeah, where he Man, just where goes. Just any- like where we like where's the next flight? Lincoln, Nebraska. Two tickets, please. I actually like Yes Man. Yes Man. I, it's, it's not bad. It, it was. It, it's just a bad liar, liar. It's my. But fact. it has some funny parts, and I love Zoe Deschanel. So that's my first introduction to Zoe Deschanel because then, like a year later, I was introduced to Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Been amazing. My first introduction was Elf. Uh well okay I really didn't know who but you she was. but that was her first time where she had like a she was big, big yeah girl. yeah sure sure and then uh, I don't know if you've ever watched New Girl before I actually have a little bit and I was surprised I didn't hate it it's pretty funny um, it has its I, moments I was really surprised when the couple episodes I watched I was like this is a show I should hate but it's good so it's it, good for what it is it's great within the first five episodes there's an immediate recast of the same guy. yes yeah I like when shows do that yeah, so. or if they do it even further into a show yeah. like they're four or five seasons in like on Fresh Prince where Will got a new aunt, yeah. and she was uh, she was much lighter skin. Yeah. And they actually, I like that they broke the the wall there and like acknowledged it. They, oh, right. you look you look like you got some 
work done. Well, uh, they did that on Roseanne, too, where, like, one of the... I forget who it was that went away and came back, like, two seasons later. It's like, I thought we were dead. I, I knew who it was. It was actually Roseanne, but she went away and didn't come back. No, not that one. <laughs> no, no, not I know the, what you're the, saying. The initial run. There yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Someone that died. I know what you're talking about. Um, so, we'll save the birthday boy for last about his week. Um, I had a good week. Uh, I got a new job, which is fucking sweet. Super mm-hmm. pumped about that. Starting on the 14th. Really excited. Um, I got very, very drunk on Saturday. Oh, we know. What do you mean we know? What did I do? We know. I know. You didn't talk to me for like a day or two after. Yeah, I know. Why? What did I say? You were just, you are such a belligerent cunt. Okay. Like, you haven't been a belligerent cunt when you've been drunk? Yeah, but listen, you sent a picture of yourself where you're clearly white trash. (laughs) It's any picture of me. And and this is, you're not making some profound statement. And this is all you said. Dude, you have diabetes. <laughs> immediately, dude, I don't know what happened. I was immediately triggered, and I'm like, you know what? I'm done with you for like two days. Okay, right? but, but. Wait, hold on. And then Quaz comes over on Sunday, and he's like, yeah, Dan called me Saturday. and just yelled at me for 10 minutes. Oh, we, I did FaceTime with Quaz and Steli. That's right. Yeah, he, said he, he just cussed me out for 10 minutes and hung up on me. So oh, I was like, so I told everyone in the group chat, I go, just fuck him, ignore him. Well, Josh didn't ignore me. That was nice of Josh. I threw mac and cheese at Ralph. Though. Oh, no, he ignored you too. No, I talked to him the next day for a minute. For, yeah, for a minute, and then, and then but, I texted. Him and but I said, Don't should do I it. shouldn't I be forgiven for, oh, throwing, forgiven for throwing no for throwing mac and cheese at Ralph? I don't care. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's, that's okay. That's a forgivable. We all do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> we all do. That. I, I didn't yeah. know till the next day when Ralph's wife texted the landlord and goes, "Can you ask Dan why he threw mac and cheese at Ralph when I wasn't there?" <laughs> Apparently, I just took a huge spoonful and was like Ralph and threw it at him. Yeah, so I, I proceeded to tell you know everyone in the group chat I was like, "Why was Dan so drunk?" I'm like, "Well, you know, the cool thing to do now is to get drunk at a bachelor bachelorette party." I wasn't at the bachelorette party. That wasn't it here. No, it was here, but I was not here. Then we went over. We went over to ear fiance's place, me, Ralph, and then uh, our buddy Mike came by, and me and Ear's fiance got fucking bombed. Okay. Just on their deck. Like, first it was like, I had like, see, this is Ralph's fault. So again, be mad at Ralph. Of course. He the, and passes fa- the buck no, let me Let me explain. You know how like Ralph is really easy to be like, Ralph, come on, just chug the vodka. Just chug the chug the jack. Sure. Oh, so I had like sure, five or swallow s- the I, egg. I had five. Yeah, that's what I mean. Swallow the egg. <laughs> yeah, f- swallow three zebra cakes. Come on. <laughs> so I had like five or six beers. I'm working like a pretty good buzz. Mm. And then um, uh, Ear's fiance, we'll just say his name, Tree. Uh, Tree was like, yo, let's do a shot. Sure. I'm like, all right, let's do a shot. And then Ralph goes, Dan, you're not drunk enough. You got to do four shots. I was like, all right. I got the proper 12. Did like four shots. And then I was like, at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to drink this. So I had a brand new bottle. And it gave my new tree had like three shots. I had a brand new bottle of proper 12. I got home next day and there's like this much left. I'm like, I drank a lot of that. Yeah, that's a lot. But it was a good time. I wasn't too hungover the next day. The great thing about the Bachelorette being here was there was so much food. (laughs) Dude, I literally ate so much Italian. But that night, dude, it was literally like a full full tray, but half the full tray. Because you can't say half tray because that implies something else. It's a half full tray. Some of the pictures you sent. Of of tree? No, no, no. Of tree. (laughs) Yeah, uh, BGT. Oh, I sent pictures of BGT. Oh wow! Wait, Josh, I sent pictures of BGT. No, that was that was Tree. Was he, it really? Yeah, that was. Hold on, that was Tree because. Was it really? So what the landlord got for ears? I, it, I I know what it is. You're supposed to get lingerie usually for the bachelorette, and she decided to get it for a Tree instead. Look. Yeah, I know you sent it to us. <laughs> that, can you tell? Why would BGT be here? Because you know why? Because look, look at that picture. No, no, no. Go back. No, no, no. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. No, go back one more. You didn't send us that one. Scroll to your right. You sent us oh, that I one. I sent that one. That's all but you not, sent. But not this one? one? No. Oh. 
Well, that that explains it then. I, I, if BGT was here, I would have stayed. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have told Justin to come over. <laughs> anyway, uh, birthday boy, how was your week? Pretty good, man. Yeah? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I, I, got, uh, I got a new acoustic guitar. That I yes. Uh, who'd you get the acoustic guitar from? Uh, this one right here. Uh, who's this one? <laughs> it's, it's an audio her, thing. Her name is Natalie. Okay, Natalie. Yeah, uh, Natalie. A very nice acoustic great guitar. Gift. That's a great That's gift. That's a great gift. Um, today, I spent about four hours uh, after my calluses started to hurt a little bit too much playing the Tony Hawk's uh, one and two demo. How is it? Awesome, dude. Okay. Uh, literally, you it's one, on your fingers. One, one level. One skater, four hours. I just, I just Jeez. Was it was it just that first level? Like yeah, the, the, and the it's warehouse. only Tony Hawk you yeah, play yeah. as, probably. Only Tony Hawk, and I was just trying to beat my high score. Oh, every dude, time. the warehouse that brings back so many memories. I got the high, I got a high score of ninety. Did you did you get all that right letters now. skate? No, because it's, it's just tricks. There's no. <laughs> oh, okay, none of that shit. Yeah, so you yeah. don't get the secret tapes. Yeah, you don't no, find the secret that, area and shit. Gotcha. But it goes live tomorrow at like six p.m. So when I get home from work, I'll be able to play. Why is it going live at six p.m. instead of like a midnight tonight? That is very weird. That doesn't make usually. Sense. game just comes out like they're you can play it at midnight. They're yeah. probably letting people play it. Like, listen, we understand you want to play at midnight. You're going to play all night. You're going to get fucked. You're going to miss work or whatever. Listen, just work normal. Come home and play it all night. Okay. And you yeah. have a three-day weekend. Yeah. That's true. It is a three-day weekend. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I also uh, downloaded uh, the Avengers, the, um, the new game. The beta? From... No, no, the no. game. Game comes out tomorrow. Oh, the full game, game out came tomorrow. out. So I played the beta the last week. How, how is the beta? Two hours early. Beta's pretty cool. It's like, it's very it's so fucking basic. It's just like a, it's a button mash. But uh, like, if you're super into it, it's pretty cool. I, I think I'm, I'm gonna wait just a little bit, and then if I hear from like Josh, it's great. Oh no, it's good so far. It's it okay. Good. No, it's definitely good. Just for, I, what kind of game could you compare it to? Like, what game could it be compared to? Is there anything? Is it like? Because uh, it's not like. Uh, remember, it was a good game. Yes, was it, actually, I can compare it to God of War. Really? I was I was gonna. Why say are you making me buy this game wrong. tomorrow? <laughs> because it's uh, not, so it's, it's, not as good it's as God of War. you know obviously it, yeah sure it's as good as God of War but it's got a great story you know it's back okay. to Marvel so it's gonna have a good story and you could play as any of them or is it like different missions you play There's as different each missions one? so far so I I did the full uh, prologue and now I'm like a, uh, almost done with the first mission. Um, and it, it the gameplay kind of switches you between the characters as okay. the story progresses. Because when I first saw the trailer, the game it reminded me of is the one they initially gave you free with the Xbox 360, which was a good game, was the Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, was, I actually liked that game a lot. Not Nothing like it at all. I mean, similar... Uh, from uh, how print? you jump from hero to sure, hero, sure, but not like at will. Like, okay, like how you could switch from like Wolverine to Spider Man. Correct, to Wolverine. You, right. you can't. I like that. that game because I could play as Blade. Yeah, like that was the cool thing. I could play as Blade in that game. Both those games were fun. They were obviously very like rudimentary, like the the, the graphics and shit like that. But the concept of them was really cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm probably gonna get it. Let's be real here. Like I'm already. I've played so much fucking Madden already. Yeah. I know Taylor. I know Taylor's play. It. Yes, you do. What's your team rated now overall? Eighty five. Right, I'm an eighty five also. 85. Yeah, I just got to an 85 just, today. Just wrecking idiots online. <laughs> yeah, I've only done a, what the fuck I've only done doing. a few online games so far because I'm I'm like going through as many challenges as I can. Dude, I got fucking banned for like four hours. For like, what? Because some asshole, are you me? Because everyone was running around. Because everyone does RPO with Lamar I, that's Jackson. So, right? Dude, you should it's just the play, most annoying. He should shit. just play Madden again because it's like playing you with would. Michael Vick. No, you 100 percent would. Yeah. It, it's a cheat code. And now and, that they have RPO plays like they didn't used to back then. Yeah. Oh, forget it. So I figured out how to stop like the, the when I say RPO, I mean more. Or less like it's an option play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like how Tebow. But they did almost Florida, always take off with where, him, right? Exactly. So I figured that out. I QB, I QB spy him every time, and yeah. I, I fucking I stopped it. I stopped it in this kid's tracks, well, and then I like I, I blew him up by like three touchdowns, and he texts me and goes, "Oh, well, I, I know how to do all the other controls." 
I, I then send pick a, a real quarterback. I sent a message. I sent a message. Yeah, don't. No, do no. I said pick a real quarterback, but pick, play like a quarterback. I sent him a message back. I said, "Get fucked, nerd," and I got banned for four hours. <laughs> okay, I mean, I've been banned for a lot longer than four hours, but people were kind of people were kind of doing that back when Cam was in his prime. And it's always you put the two ends or an end and a tackle on a yeah. spy, and they got nothing. But the only thing cover two that, spy. Cam was like six foot ten, who can actually truck people. Yeah, exactly. But Lamar, like, you could take down when you when you would play mutt, like back. In the day, they had Otto Graham as oh a quarterback. They love tackling that fucking guy. Yeah, no, but forget then you did it. Out of position players, Tebow's playing running back, and he's great. Dude, I remember they had the Tannehill wide receiver card. He was oh. like a ninety-four, and he caught everything. Dude, and he was like six-five. Dude, there were assholes out there because Madden thought it'd be a good idea. Hey, let's make Calvin Johnson a safety. Yeah. And then there's like any type of long pass that you had Calvin Johnson playing. He picked field, it picked off. off every, every single off time. It's not fun. Yeah, I'm, nothing else really. Uh, the, the thing that I'm excited about is New Jersey starting to slowly open things up. Movie theaters allowed to open a 25% capacity on Friday. I'm going to see Tenant this weekend without a fucking doubt. And if I don't see it, it's because I listened to my fiance so, and I didn't want to get in trouble. I've, I, so <laughs> I've been on Letterboxd a lot this last week. Yes, we're going to read some reviews later. And um, I, I've seen very mixed reviews. Yes. And it's more or less it's either you love it or you hate it. Well, which was kind of like Interstellar. So if you look at it... But to me, like, I don't I don't get the... I don't get that. Like, Interstellar to me is fucking phenomenal. So I I'll... I'll people wouldn't like it. That's if we go and look at, like, um, I was well, doing it, this the other day. It's, so it's, it's a lot of Nolan's movies are like that, from what I understand. Yeah, because he, like he plays, he like plays with very confusing ideas like, and timelines. So Or like Memento's like that. Yeah. People hate Memento. So, so look at this. It. Inception, 87% Critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% audience. Now let's go look at Memento, Rotten Tomatoes. Which is phenomenal. Memento is fucking incredible. It's phenomenal. I mean, you think Christopher Nolan has a thing with like time in movies? Like he kind of likes it. All right, Memento is pretty good on Rotten Tomatoes. 93 critic, 94 audience. That's All right. actually a good one. Let's look at Interstellar, mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Because I get you that one is probably a little more... Um, that one's a little different. So let's see. Interstellar, Rotten Tomatoes is... Not that one. Let's see. 72% critics, 86% audience. So the audience likes it more than the critics. Correct. So I what I saw earlier with Tenant on Rotten Tomatoes is critics like it. It's 76%, but the audience score is 91%. So from what I understand, it's like the most Christopher Nolan movie there is. Like the, it, it, everything I've heard from people I trust that have seen it said it is spectacular, that John David Washington is great. I wish it was John David Booty. That'd be weird if he his first movie was within a Christopher Nolan you movie. talking about the quarterback from, from USC? USC? Yeah, John David Stop Booty. Um, um, but Robert Pattinson's apparently really good in it. Um, it's apparently... Pattinson's it's, in it too? Yeah, Pattinson's like the the yeah the guy right next to him, our Pats. Hey, you know what, Natalie? The girls had Robert Pattinson for years. He belongs to the boys He's now, okay? Now. Yeah. He's us. He's in a Nolan movie. He's jerking off to mermaids in the lighthouse. He's fucking Batman. Oh, fish lips is dead. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I from what I understand, it's just like... Inception, where you would you drop? I broke everything. You shouldn't get up for a second because you'll get very, very confused because it, it's all about the inverse of time. And there's a scene where John David Washington is fighting himself, but in the past, it's supposed to be fucking bonkers. I'm just gonna be so excited to be sitting back in a movie theater. I don't give a fuck about wearing a mask. Fuck me. I don't care. I just want to sit in a fucking movie theater and get back to a, like a feeling of normalcy to yeah. some level and the things I enjoy doing. Just like you, I can't wait to go to a concert. You can't wait to sit in an Arby's. It's... <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about that. But uh, indoor dining and bars, I think, are allowed to be 25% capacity as yep. well. So as long as everyone just handles themselves like adults, it'll slowly open up more. And no, it's no, New it's Jersey. Not. It's. It's crazy because I've been keeping up with like what um, what school districts are doing and shit like that. And some of them are like hybrid models. Some of them are just like, oh, just let them in. Yeah. Just let them in. Because you know what's going to happen at some of these schools is that the kids are going to be like, my dad said masks don't work, so I'm not wearing one. Can't wait. Yeah. See how that goes. Get the fuck out. Uh, don't graduate. How about that, buddy? Man, please. Like, yeah. Give us all a favor. And just let's go to vocational school. People, what, what did Al Baldwin say? World needs plenty of bartenders. Two weeks with pay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the classic phrase, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Yeah. And maybe they'll dig their own hey, ditch or listen, for their grandmother, and, and you fucking the, and cunts. And by the way, those ditch diggers, they make a lot more money than you think. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a good paying job. It's not bad. Why, I, okay, so Morbid me- remember, shit. remember like career day in high school? Yeah. And there was, I, okay, I don't remember a single career day. I'm pretty sure I was high or drunk at all of them, <laughs> which sounds about right. But there was always, um, there was a mortician that came in. Yeah. Who in high school would have been like, yeah, dude, I can't wait to grow up and be a mortician. I know. Would you want to hang out with that dude? With that person? Like, you're sleeping over their house, you wake up, and they're just staring at you? So the one person in high school I'm pretty sure would have been a perfect fit for it. For me, his name was John Gallo. Okay. He would, like, hiss at people. <laughs> like, he, he was in the... Christian LaPointe. He was in the anime, like, too much okay. in the anime. I could see Wallers like, like, being into that. <laughs> like, let's poke the body. He's <laughs> not Beavis. What the fuck? I mean, he pretty dude, much is. He kind of... Like, he played with jizz? No. He, he pretty much is. Oh, I thought you said he played with Beavis. jizz. No, <laughs> I can see Wallace playing with the jizz. Worst person, dude. Um, yeah, the mortician. Uh, who grows up? Like, who a young kid is like? I can't wait to be, you know, mortician. Like, that's a weird job. Kind of weird. I don't want them there. Everyone wanted to do the the magician. I think there was a magician at career day. If you want to be a magician when you're a kid, you're a fucking pedophile. <laughs> That's no, not entirely no. true. Okay, but who who do you know as a young kid that was like, oh, guys, I'm going to be a magician. You can't I, trust them. I can't trust them. No, Andre from the league was into magic. Think about it. And he wasn't a pedo. Well, but did he look like one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Dude, I went to I went to the magician career day just okay. Like, I was so intrigued by the fact that they had to have it in the gym. Oh, okay, so how did the quarter get walk. behind my ear? Yeah, the, so, they had to because everyone picked magician. Dude, the funny thing about it is the guy basically did a magic show. It wasn't a career day. Pr- uh, of course not. And then at the end of it, he goes, "Yeah, listen, you guys really don't want to be a magician. I make- I'm I'm an accountant by day." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my god! As far as like su- uh, successful magicians, like you have to be on the Penn and Teller level. David Blaine, David Chris Blaine, Angel, Chris Angel, very few. You know what I'm saying? Like David Copperfield, yeah. the amazing Jonathan, who was a comedian and a magician. Siegfried and Roy, but like you, um, you have to be very good at it. Yeah, or um, just out of your fucking mind. Like the David amazing Blaine. Randy was another big amazing, one. Yeah, yeah. The amazing Jonathan is the fucking best. Like, yeah. When I was in Vegas last year. Uh, I came across a magician. I stayed at one of the lower end hotels. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And this guy's gimmick, his name was Hans Klock. His gimmick was that he could do a magic show that would take another magician an hour in a half hour. Oh my God. Seven minute abs. That's it's what he's a, it's doing. A, it's a hell of a gimmick. Yeah. It's, it's like, so, you, you should have been like, I could do, you know, you do it a half hour. I could do that half hour show so in 15 minutes. How, how <laughs> it takes a normal human to eat a cheeseburger in 15 minutes. Yeah. I can do it in two. Two, yeah. <laughs> it, that, that's not, it, your, your, your gimmick is a gimmick. Great, cool. Yeah. Oh my Your god! Is a yeah. you, you, magicians are douchebags by trade. That was like the, the underscore the, of the, like, the the poster outside of the auditorium at the hotel was Hans Clock, 
world's fastest magician. World's fastest magician? Yeah. Isn't the whole thing about being a magician yeah. is being quick at what you do so they don't see the trick? Yeah. And this guy is like, yeah, guys, like I'm just telling you that I'm faster than you. So shut the fuck up. It doesn't this so stupid. See, the thing with David Blaine, and again, I, I think he's a douchebag, but he does some cool shit. What he did today was not a trick. I'm sorry. It was a stunt. Yeah, he said, he, if you listen to the David Blaine thing on Joe Rogan, he said I he does more stunts. I, I, that's fair. But I'm like, I saw Up, dude. This is CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not. Remember when he froze himself? Yeah. That, I'm sorry. Fuck you. What if his tricks were just standing in a box and staying awake for 48 hours? I'm like, dude, live my life. <laughs> like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> He's done some crazy shit. Chris Angel, I've always thought, was a fraud. I always thought he was a fucking asshole. I can't stand that guy. At one point, he called himself the second coming of Jesus. I'm like, dude, you ain't Kanye. <laughs> He was just doing a shitty Johnny Johnny Depp impression. Yeah. Did you see what Kanye said today about his? Uh, he talked he talked about his uh, storming the stage at the VMAs when Taylor Swift was there. He said, "God put me in the front row because he wanted me to do that." <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I agree. But second of all, the truth was Jay-Z knew his boy was fucked up and was like, yo, you should go do that. Not thinking he'd do it. And he's like, all right. I don't listen to, Jay. I don't listen to Kanye. Like, uh, at least on Twitter anyway. No, it's dude, so, it's just, it's so funny though. I'm so far removed from that. Like, I just can't. I don't well, want to waste my time well, you with know, a crazy You person. know you're voting for him. No, I'm not. <laughs> just not going to vote. <laughs> Facts. Because we're, we're all better off. All right. Why don't we get into the reviews? Um, Taylor. First? Yeah, I wanted you to go first. I wish Manfred was here since it's like one of his favorite movies ever, but Josh has seen it. Biodome? No, not Bi No, dude, where's <laughs> oh, my dude, car? where's my car? <laughs> it's actually way, in the army now. It's so totally sure and Andy so Dick. I said that to Nick about two weeks ago. I said there was one time where Manfred told us, dude, where's my car? It was one of his favorite movies. So one night, me and him took a lot of fucking medicine and we decided to watch Dude, Where's My Car? It's, it's, we maybe made it. We maybe made it dude, 10 minutes. We tried that once when we lived together. We that's that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, and it didn't work then. Maybe 10 minutes and we look at each other like, this movie's awful. It, Not, is, it doesn't have a redeemable quality besides, what's her name? Uh, what's the, the chick that they love? Her last name's Boner in the movie, I think. Gobble Boner? Yeah, Chris, I think it's Christy Boner. Christy Boner. <laughs> All right, so uh, Taylor, please. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows with uh, a young Taika Waititi. Yeah. I forget the one guy's name, but he played like the love interest in, um, oh, what the fuck? No, he was in um, uh, Dinner for Schmucks. He was the one That's... that, that Paul, Paul Rudd's girl was trying, like, that he was trying to steal her from Paul Rudd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very he weird guy. He's just a weird fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. 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 But like, I love that uh, that there's this whole backstory that like you know that Taika Waititi's character went to, went to Australia to find love, <laughs> and that his uh, that his his familiar his servant paid the wrong fare, took him 18 months to get there, <laughs> and he's still smiling about it. And he's like, no, nah, I can't do the accent, but he's like, yeah, it's kind of okay, you know, like you love someone and you just you know you kind of let them go. It's okay. <laughs> Like it's just it's so fucked, and then like the way they go about like like killing people is actually is really really funny. He can't hit the vein when he's trying to suck their blood. You've seen, you've seen it, Natalie. It's just so, going everywhere. This has never happened to me before because I'm pretty good and not usually that squeamish. When that happened, he hit the main artery, blood started going everywhere, and he's like ah, ah, trying to fucking keep it in his mouth. Guess what happened? You passed out. <laughs> he said. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not, it's never happened to me before. I've seen gruesome shit. I don't know why that. I've given you way more gruesome I, shit on I this show. I don't know why. Like maybe because it's just coming out like a fucking yeah, yeah. missile. But it's and like then, Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was so weird because like I'm I'm like mid laugh as he's trying to like it's a fucking hose and then just ha. Ah! Dude, I, I love when they're arguing about doing the chores and oh, they're just then they start fighting and they're. <laughs> I love that they're just, like in each other's face and shit. Um, I like how they like they go out to bars and stuff, and they can never get into the bars they want to go to because they have to be invited in. And I love. <laughs> 
So, um, to be honest with you, I didn't laugh that much th- throughout this movie. But you're it was, amused. It was it was like interesting. Um, the only like real funny moment that like I was belly laughing was like the guys like they were talking about the the, the one guy. He's like he has he could talk in front of eighteen thousand people and everyone stops and listens to him and he's like outside some old dude's window. And he's like, see me. See me. <laughs> See me. And then and then he turns around the camera and goes, she can't see me from this. <laughs> Dude, I love when they stupid. when they first go to wake up Peter, the Nosferatu, and just opens okay. And he closes. Even when Taiko Atiti first comes out of his coffin and he doesn't lift up all the way, he's just smiling awkwardly. It's such an awkward, like little setup. And then the guy uh, Nick, I believe his name is, the guy uh, that they turn into a, the yeah, human yeah. they turn into a vampire, he's just going around out in public. Twilight! Twilight. Calling himself Twilight. I'm a vampire hunter. That, that, oh, that no was shit. really funny at a bar. It's like, you know, I'm a vampire hunter. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. It follows them and, back home. But I I don't know why I laughed as hard as I did when the fucking vampire burst into flames. Oh my god, dude. Have, like, I was crying. Can. He's like, I'll save you. And he misses completely. <laughs> like, that was so fucking funny. And then, like, there's a dead dude on the floor. There's a burnt fucking vampire on the floor. There's a coffin. And the cops are looking around. It's like, everything looks fine here. I, and then, like, they're like, like, oh, he's just really drunk. And then they don't even, they're like doing the, the magic so they don't even yeah. see the other vampires uh-huh. there. Take away TT plays like the awkward angle. Like, per- he's just, he's really good. He's like, good. when you think about how good he was in, um, obviously, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit, even when he's doing like full on CGI. Like in Thor Ragnarok and Avengers and shit like that. This is a dude that just gets it. I can't wait to see him do more with Mandalorian and the Star he's Wars universe. So like eccentric, but like yeah. it's quirky, but it's so funny and well he has, thought out. He has a pulse to like where these kind of things should go. Like because I agree, it wasn't that the first time I saw it, I laughed. I was more amused and laughing. The second time I saw it, I was like, all right, now I'm laughing yeah. because it's setting differently. Now that I know what's coming, I can like kind of embrace like the little things they put in place that are meant to be big laughs. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it the second so, time I watched I it. I really liked. Uh, that's, it's funny we talked about Yes Man before the show. So. So like the leader of the werewolves is the dude from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, uh, like you know, they're walking by the vampires and they start talking shit to each other. And it's like, yeah, fuck you, assholes. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> and I was like, that is so silly. It's it's so silly and low key. <laughs> yeah. Werewolves, not swearwolves. I'm like, who the fuck thinks That's, of that? It, it's fucking brilliant. Um, I like that the one dude, Paul, the the one like one of their like uh, that was Nick's friend, becomes their friend, shows him the internet. And shit. They bring him to that big party, and they're like, I liked how the, the zombie masquerade. was like, I don't want to have to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the masquerade. Yeah. I like I like that he shows him how to use the internet or whatever. <laughs> dude, he's and Skyping. so like, yeah, he skypes his old master or his. Old, like servant or whatever, and it's like she's like a thousand years old now, or he's like a thousand. The years guy old that now. sent him uh, the wrong poster. And was yeah. like, was like, you said you were gonna make me a vampire. You're gonna give me. I'm getting life. old. I'm 99. Okay, good to see you. And hangs up on him. I liked when they first got their phones. And Taika Waititi texted one. He's like, there's a cross behind you. He looks at it. There's a crucifix. But they they don't even tell you because it's like, oh, I, I got a message, and he looks at it. And he just. <laughs> Dude, it's it's and so... you see him sitting there all proper because he's got like the fucking shit on him. Yeah, yeah. Like... Oh, dude. And even just the way they dress when they're out in public had me cracking up. The one is getting mad at Nick because he's wearing something similar to them. Then they fight as bats. <laughs> it's so bat much. fight. And I love how they're screaming. They're cheering at him. Bat, bat fight. fight. Bat it's, fight. It's such a, uh, again, I found it like a very enjoyable movie, like an easy watch, I would say. So this was a lot. I missed parts of it, and I went back and watched because I was, you know, playing Madden. Yeah, so, like, sure, I went sure. back and watched it again. There's a lot of replay value there. Um, it is very quirky. It's very funny. And I think. 
think I think I, I think it's firmly, you know, in the realm. Of, uh, like it's. I'm trying to sound smart here. Okay, don't. <laughs> when you try I, to I, sound I, smart, I, I think it's a firm foundation that I am a massive Taika Waititi yeah, fan yeah. now. I mean, Jojo Rabbit sold me. Brilliant. But this is Brilliant. older. Before yeah. that, was just even better. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a seven seven. Okay, fair. That's I, fair. Because it's it's great. I'm I'm probably gonna watch it again at some point because it is there is stuff yeah. I missed. But like the stuff, like I love when they tear the dude apart at the end. Oh, dude, dude, it was so fucking like, funny. Hey guys, you're not gonna believe this. This is some crazy shit. And then uh, Paul shows up, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, but he's a werewolf. Yeah, now. dude. Uh, dude so I loved fun. it so much. Wait, I have not watched wait, wait, when, when they thought it was a dog. The cops oh, thought my. it was a dog, and it's like he's holding the dog like it's like it's shit in the carpet. It's like look what you did over the dead oh, body, dude. Oh, I, I, so I'm glad funny. you liked it. I knew you'd find it enjoyable. Um, so I want to do my album first since it's birthday boy. Uh, so Taylor, you gave me um, a classic album, the final album of Led Zeppelin, In Through the Outdoor. My favorite album. Um, so. Yeah, I had not listened to it in years. Now I grew up listening to things like Led Zeppelin. My dad was in a Led Zeppelin cover band in high school. Like so, he, so. I, I, that's, I learned a lot playing Led Zeppelin. Um, so the thing that's interesting as a bass player, and John Paul Jones is maybe one of the most underrated bass players of all time. When people mention great bass players, he doesn't get mentioned like you hear Flea, Les Claypool, people like that, Entwistle. But he is as good, if not better, than any of those guys. And musicianship wise, the only person that's better on that list, in my opinion, is Entwistle. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, and. And, but that's the thing. He doesn't get mentioned because he was so much more than just a bass player. And on this album is specifically where that's highlighted because this keyboards. brought in the, the heaviest amount of synth, keyboard, piano, and then, of course, he still has the bass playing on it. Now, I want to start out this by saying there is no such thing as a bad Led Zeppelin album. This is not even remote. This is a really, really good Led Zeppelin album. It's very good. Um, it, it's just it's so much different, and I think that the things that I... The reason I don't look at it in the same way you do is that I think lyrically it's not on the same level as the previous ones, but there is a level of musical ingenuity to it that they hadn't necessarily tapped into at that point in their careers. That's why I like it, because, you know, obviously Zeppelin 1 through 4, it's like the real rock and roll, mm-hmm. the real heavy, yeah, yeah, sure, at sure. the time, heavy metal, right? So, yeah. when you, but you get to something like this, and like, a lot of people, when they listen to Fool in the Rain, they hate the merengue part. Oh, dude, you know? I think, I Fool in the Rain, it's so ambitious. It, it's it's a brilliant song, it's some of Bonham's best drumming, short of fucking, like, Moby Dick, obviously. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, so, so what's great is, you know, when you gave it to me, I was like, oh, dude, there's like seven songs on this album. I was like, I'll be able to listen to this. And this is the thing you did. I acted like I was mad about it before. But I listened to this. It was like, I need to listen to every Zeppelin album like multiple times this week. I know. Then you texted me last night. You got me on a Zeppelin album. You got, you got me on a Zeppelin kick, you fuck. I know. I wasn't ready for it. Because I think like a, a lot of classic rock, you don't necessarily always, unless it's like, you know, uh, an epic of an album, you don't necessarily always listen to the albums. You listen to specific songs and things like that. No, you're not wrong. And uh, it's just if you grew up with it because that's what you're used to it's what you know so I went through all the Zeppelin albums several times over um, this is a great album I mean in the beginning within the evening is a five right off the bat nothing got lower than a four um, uh, Southbound uh, Suarez is great that's a four Fool in the Rain is a five uh, the song I forgot how much I love it is Hot Dog and it's, it's so funny brought to you by Hot Dogs um, this is, song is such like a, a, a tip of the cap to Elvis like the sound of it it's got this like um, jazz swing kind Kind of sound to it. Um, I, I I love that song. Uh, the one I can't pronounce the name of. Uh, it's. Ca- uh 
Cara, it's the longest song on here. It's very digital. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, the, I know what it's Carasa Bombra or something. It's the most digital. It's, oh, it's Casablanca. It's, um, it's the most digital song on the album. Uh, All of My Love is really good. It's a four. Uh, it's a song that's often misinterpreted, mis misinterpreted as a love song, but it's about Robert Plant's son dying. And when you hear, know that's what it's about, it takes on a different level of meaning to it. Um, it it's a really good song. And then I'm Gonna Crawl is a five. I love that song because. Especially for being officially the last Led Zeppelin song, if you really want to put it that way, yep. that they wrote together, recorded for an album. There were songs that came out after the fact, obviously. Yeah, of course. It they was were in the vault. It, it's really cool that their last song as a band went back to the blues roots. Yeah, so, that's and, how they started. And I, I love I'm Gonna Crawl. Um, uh, this is a great album. I'm not going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a 4.8 4 out of five because there's there's certain things. It's just it's so hard because I think every album is probably well, a five, if not close well, to it. Well, when three and four are five. Yeah, dude. This is one, the two, yeah. three, House of the Holy, Physical Graffiti, the fives. There's no bad song. I did determine what my favorite Led Zeppelin song is. I'm pretty sure I knew that already, what but listening it? to it, it's no quarter. No quarter. Yeah. And okay. what, what the reason I would say no quarter and I realized... Holy shit, I know why I love this is because this is this is where Tool got their entire inspiration from. And Tool actually, if you should check it out, did a great cover of No Quarter that they do in concerts, like a 10-minute version of it. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So I'm like, I've, this sounds like a Tool song. I've been diving into Tool. I've, okay. I, I, I'm slowly you might like Lateralis more than Enema. I'm slowly acquiring the taste. I Natalie, I hope you don't say. mind. I'm going to smoke a cigarette in here. If you need to open the door, go for but it. I'm, I'm slowly acquiring that taste. It's going to take me a little longer for Nine Inch Nails, but Tool, I I, I, I prefer a perfect I, I could... Uh, I don't don't, I can't argue against that. Um, I think you might like Lateralis more than Enema. Yeah. And Lateralis is a great album, too, Josh would say. That's the one that has probably their biggest radio hit, um, um, uh, Schism. Yep. Which is probably, I heard that, yeah. Schism is a fucking great bass line. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I was so happy to go back into it. And then I was just doing, you know, I think a lot of times when you listen to music or you watch movies, you go into those Wikipedia deep dives sometimes. I do that. And that's when I found out about them Crooked Vultures, which I immediately went and listened Wait, to. You never listened to I, Dude, that's Vultures why I said before? it was like, if you guys checked them out, I was like, how did I miss this? That it's fucking Josh Holm, Dave Grohl, and John Paul Jones. What a great rock album. Dude, it was, so I, I when that album came out, my favorite song off that album is Elephants. Just because it's like, there's so many different key and tempo changes in that song. But for me, like, I was I got big into Queens of the Stone Age a couple years ago. I love Queens of the Stone Age. But like they kind of died out on me. I kind of like the newer stuff. Sure, sure. But I like like whatever album Dave Grohl was drumming on is the one I liked. That was the first that was the one that had um, No One Knows on it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That was a great their first like three albums are great. And yeah. he they're great musically. But Josh, did you get to listen to them Crooked Vultures yet? No. You got to check it out. It's literally like Queens meets Led Zeppelin and then shake it and they'll get the So the funny thing too is if you watch them Crooked Vultures play live, like they play so fast it's Josh Holm and Dave Grohl and John Paul Jones just sitting there stoic like the guys are going a little fast yeah yeah, yeah I'm like 80 years old dude it's just I, I forgot am I and that was a great thing about listening to Zeppelin is with John Paul Jones specifically is my dad always said with them specifically he's like you know and I, I get so many of my classic rock opinions from my dad I think most of us do like you love the dead because your dad's a deadhead you know what I mean uh Kind of. I appreciate the dead. Not my favorite. Like I love Boston because. And you love. Oh, another one you love is Meatloaf because your dad loved Meatloaf, right? Well, uh, no, that's. Oh, more Boston's great. Boston's well, great. So Meatloaf was more like my mother. Fair. Uh, and then like my father was my father's top three bands are the Doors, the Grateful Dead, and Boston. I see. My dad was the opposite. He did not love the Doors. He respected them. It was the same yeah. thing. My dad was like. Um, Zeppelin, yes, and the Who. He also, Those were, yeah, he also liked Billy Idol a lot. That, that's something I never. Liked. I, I did. I, I res, Billy Idol is transcendent because well, I it's, that, yeah, of course. Right. But um, like, I never liked Billy Idol all that much. Like, what were my, your parents' bands, like, Josh? 
Frank Sinatra. Um, I, I don't know. They don't like music. I don't think so. Your mom likes college football. No, she Oklahoma. Likes, she likes uh, like stupid. Music. Does she like to play Oklahoma? Freestyling. Oklahoma, where, where the, the wind comes sweeping down the plains and the waving wheat. Well, sure smells sweet <laughs> okay, when twist. The wind comes we only know that because oh, you actually know it. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you know I actually like music. I know you do. That's I, a sad but, thing. But I actually knew that. How's that sad? Now you know. <laughs> Stop doing that. Um, another one of my favorite Zeppelin songs, and it's it is a radio single, but Babe, I'm gonna leave you is so good, yeah. and that's why I like when you get to like Led Zeppelin three, is when they start. I think Jimmy Page is a much better acoustic guitarist than electric guitarist. Well, he's very sloppy electrically. Um, I, I say that is, and he's one of the greatest guitarists. I love uh, my like my second favorite is probably Over the Hills and Far Away. Oh, it's Over great. The Hills is ama- uh, Over the Hills and Far Away is amazing. I just forgot um, how like the, Heartbreakers. There, there, there isn't a killer. song on any of those albums. I want to skip. They're all good. Yeah, well, like, it's, it's this, I, I say it like this, right? If you want to listen to Boston's greatest hits, listen to the first record. Of That's course, it. of course, but yeah. If you want yeah. to listen to Zeppelin's greatest hits, just put on every single record. Every, dude, literally, there every, isn't a bad every, song. every album has six radio songs on it. Facts. Every single one. And Physical Graffiti will be my favorite just because it was when they really started to like blend the style that they were, the style that they became towards yeah. the end. Um, and again, I think Paige is it, a, a brilliant acoustic guitar. It's weird how some guys can be a better acoustic guitarist. Like Bob Dylan, terrible electric guitarist, very good acoustic guitarist. Kirk Cobain was. A better acoustic guitarist and electric well, guitarist. Frank Turner. Frank yeah, Turner's yeah. amazing yeah. acoustic. Camp oh, dude, I loved. I listened to that Frank Turner album you gave me when, like, your first album you gave me on the show. Oh, England, keep my. Oh, bones? dude, it's so good. It's one of my it's favorite so albums good. of all time. All right. Um, I also listened to the album, Josh, but I want to get your take first. Um, so, Josh, uh, birthday boy, please take it away. Okay, so Taylor, you gave me um, Power Trips and Nightmare Logic. Uh, unfortunately, uh, their lead singer had just passed away. Yeah, he's yes. dead. Um, Gail died, passed away. Fuck. Riley Gale, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so I liked it, okay. but I didn't love it. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I liked it musically, fucking it's fantastic. Right up your so it's, tight. It's right up your alley. Um, lyrically very good. I'm not. I wasn't crazy about his style of vocals. I don't know. I just, I just it's felt a, like uh, it's a mix. So it's a hardcore. Metalcore mix with the thrash metal behind it, yeah. Because they had some hardcore influences there, like the breakdowns were much slower. Yeah, it wasn't all thrash the entire time, but no, I I, I completely understand what you're saying. I get that, but it was good. Um, you know, so uh, relatively easy listen. Eight songs, thirty minutes. Um, I didn't think that there was a bad song on the album. I'd agree with um, that. You know, I gave the lowest I gave was a three, and I gave that to Executioner's Tax. Which well, well, is it, it is uh, it is a bit generic, but that's like to me that's like the equivalent of less is more. Yeah, that's just how I always viewed that. Uh, but I really love the first track, the opening track, Soul Sacrifice. I give that a five. Uh, really cool way to open up the album. Like I said, very tight musically, really great instrumentals. Um, right up my alley with the way that they play their guitars and everything. Big facts. Um, so Soul Sacrifice, I gave a five. Executioner's Tax, I gave a three. Firing Squad, I gave a four. Nightmare Logic, I gave a four. Waiting Around to Die, uh, a four. And they really closed the album out to me very strong. Um, I gave uh, Ruination, If Not Us, Then Who, and Crucifixion, all fives. Um, I kind of I looked at it more from the music than I did from the, uh, the vocals. Yeah. Um, like I said, lyrically, I liked it. I liked the I liked the lyrics. I thought that the songs were written very well. Just 
the style of his vocals, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about. And I, I don't disagree with you, but and, and like I said before, because that's a real mixing of genres is really what they are. Because like I said, they have the hardcore influence, and he has the scream. That, thank you, because I'm going to forget. Yeah, I know you will. Um, because I like he has the scream more so than like the growl. The sure, sure. Sing kind of thing, and that's kind of why I liked it because they blend the style so well, and that was my big thing. Just because it's heavy as shit. So, um, I. I musically, I think it's a five. Musically, a lot of it reminded me of like Pantera, like yeah. certain yeah, parts, but a lot of Pantera to it. But I agree overall vocally, and I feel bad ragging on the guy because life has already fucking ragged him down. But um, I, I, when I was listening to it, the first time I didn't really like it, and I was like, all right, I'm starting to get it. The more I listened to it, and I was like, I could see this being a would have been a great live band. I saw his vocals. I'm like, I'm listening to him, like, but I bet you live this dude fucking rips because there's a lot of effect on his voice when he's doing it. And I'm like, why? And I, I, I don't necessarily understand, but I'm like, I bet you live this dude fucking rips. I felt the same way. Like, I felt like the, the effects... like the Echo. Kind of put, there was an yeah, echo was on so it. so much reverb. I felt like he was yeah. just shouting down a hallway. So, um, I didn't love Soul Sacrifice. Musically, I liked it, but I was like, there was just something that didn't... That's the only one in here I gave it to. Everything else got threes. I had one four on here. Executioner's Tax was a three. Firing Squad was a three. Nightmare Logic was a three, the title track. My favorite one that I gave a four was Waiting Around to Die. That is a great song. Really good song. Uh, Ruination was a three. If not us, then who was a three? And crucif- uh, crucifixion uh, was a three. Uh, musically, again, I thought it, the music I thought was fucking great. Like there was no point in this album where like I need to skip this. This is terrible. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd give it a three out of five overall. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable album. Uh, I, I there's some there was something to them that I could see them. If the guy lived growing into something better and bigger, and as his he grew into his voice yeah, more. I mean, he was only thirty four. <laughs> That's he what died, I mean. So he was still so young. And as they grew as a band and matured and they changed, you know, they grew into their style more and the pieces fit better. There was something there. By no means is this a bad album. By all accounts, it's a good album. And I could see why people love the album. It, it didn't necessarily hit on those levels for me, but I did enjoy it. I did put the whole album on my playlist because I liked it. Um, but it, it, there was just something, I, I, the, the production on it, I think is where it lost me. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Again, this is only their second record. Yeah, they so had, that's what I mean. more after this. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, the trajectory was constantly in an upwards fashion. So we were just, you know, I was I was really wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, unfortunately, he did pass away. I still don't yeah, know he's what he. Dead. I still don't know what he died from. They haven't said, which is weird. That makes me think it's probably a suicide or an overdose. It, it and could the be family. something like that. But again, I, I'd rather not speculate. That's just I will. Oh, that's listen, you. You, you don't have to. I can. It's just I was. One of those, uh, it's I don't know. It's 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 my community. Sure. And like, sure. You know. It, I yeah, I mean, your community has a lot of really good people in it, like issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic that issues has issues. I know, seriously. Um, yeah. Can we wait on that? Please? Yeah, we, we will wait on that. But um, overall, we had a pretty good week with picks. Um, so I'm ready to give you my pick. This actually movie I just saw for the first time on Monday night. So uh, it, we might as well call this uh, You Watch A24. I'll listen to whatever the shit you give me. Sure. Okay, so I'm whatever in the uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the shit. Just the shit. It's not shit, but okay. whatever shit you give me, the okay, shit. Fair, fair. Um, so I'm in the, uh, me and Justin are both in this A24 Facebook group, right? And it's people they talk at the movies most of them are fucking douchebags okay oh so most that's toxic too yeah yeah most of them they, it's it's dude if you think we're douchebags it's a hundred times worse uh, they gave they gave me shit yeah, so all of them, they gave right. me shit in there when um i i posted about the lodge i was like this had like an a24 feel to it and one of them goes in here in this group we call it a24 vibes <laughs> and i said i said i said oh. sho- i said shove the vibes you up your ass i know douchebags. i know that's what they said oh. so someone in there posted was like you know all you guys act like a24 
stands, but none of you were talking about this gem. And I look at the poster, and it's um, Ryan Reynolds and Ben Mendelsohn, who played Director Krennic, the bad guy in Rogue One. Uh, he was the bad guy in Ready, Ready Player, Player One. Yeah. He was on uh, The Outsider on HBO recently. He was in Spider-Man 3. He, he was in Spider-Man 3. He was in, Dar- he was in Dark Knight. No, no, different guy. Different guy. I promise you. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, okay, so you're talking about uh, he was the, the guy who tried to take over Wayne Enterprises. In, in Dark Knight Rises. Yes. He was Nicolas Cage's friend in Knowing. Yes. Um, so he's underrated. So this movie is called Mississippi Grind. And the premise of it is Ben Mendelsohn plays a gambling addict. I wanted to see this when it came out years ago. Yeah, it came out in 2015. He plays a guy, um, he meets Ryan Reynolds at like a random poker game and Ryan Reynolds is this dude. He plays basically, you know, charming Ryan Reynolds like he does in every movie now. Um, And they just start to bond over it. And as you go along the movie, you realize how much of a gambling addict Ben Mendelsohn is. And this shows as much the depravity, depravity of gambling addiction as Uncut Gems does, but on a more human level. It's not as intense-paced. There's a real like uh, sympathy to the story, to the bonding between the characters. I fucking loved this movie. Cool. I was shocked by it, and I've become such a big Ben Mendelsohn fan in the last few years. He plays a great villain, but he does... I, I think the reason that he hasn't become this big star is because of his lisp. Like, honestly. Which is silly. And he, because he's a great actor. He's like, he was, awesome. he was so good on The Outsider and HBO. Like, yeah. next-level good. Um, he plays a great villain like we saw in Rogue One and Ready Player One. He was in a lot of movies that have one in it, I guess. Um, sure. But... Um, I think you're going to love this movie, especially when I saw it. I was like, oh, Taylor loves gambling shit. This is perfect. I do, because I'm a degenerate myself. And Well, if you think you're a degenerate, wait till you see this cocksucker in this movie. So the movie pick for this week is Mississippi Grind. All right, cool. So for my pick this week, I'm going to keep in the realm of classic rock. Very cool. And the biggest reason is because I listened to Jimmy's fucking classic <laughs> rock rant on Opie and Anthony, how he said the Who was overrated, Wings was overrated. Generation. He's like, yeah, because I didn't stutter through a verse, and Anthony's like... I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it was stupid. Um, so he went through all these bands, and he was saying all this shit that everything's overrated. Red sure, Hot sure. Peppers are pretentious, yeah, yeah. whatever. He's friends with Kiedis. Yeah, right. I know. And uh, I, that prompted me to kind of take your advice. Okay. And I want you to revisit a band that we, Josh and I love, Grahowski loves, everyone else loves. Okay. Except for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Okay, I'm in. It's, I actually want to do this. It's my favorite album by them. I, I might take some medicine. And I know <laughs> you have to, uh, especially with this one. Yeah. Um, and I know just because the big thing is because, you know, uh, what's his, he's right there. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy whose birthday it is. Yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, <laughs> he just got an acoustic guitar and, you know, he, uh, he sent us the video of him doing Wonderwall. He posted yeah. it. Wonder Wallers. Wonder Wallers. Wonder Wallers. <laughs> Okay. And uh, <laughs> today is going to be the day when I deliver a pizza to you. <laughs> I'm 31 delivering pizza. What else am I going to do? Dude there, were, dude, there was one time. Was, I don't believe you know, that anybody loves warm red like you do. Like I do. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget in high school one day, I, I, saw him, I saw him in the hallway in between classes, and he's pale as a ghost. And I go, what the fuck is your problem? And he's shaking. He goes, I've had nothing but Mountain Dew and Pixie Sticks. Was he putting the Pixie Sticks in the Mountain Dew? No, he's like, oh. you know, regular, but... Yeah. Um, so regular. Yeah. Was he boofing it? <laughs> Probably boofing it. He boofed it. the Pixie Sticks. <laughs> 
Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, so Wish You Were Here, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite song on the album? Wish You Were Here. Okay. I, I actually do like that song well, a lot. So, like I said, because you got your acoustic guitar, you played Wonderwallers and bullshit. Like, it, it, it started, like, getting me down the path of, like, like other really, really good acoustic songs. And the number one always comes to my mind is Wish You Were Here. Just mm-hmm. that, that opening riff is fucking phenomenal. Um, it is, my, it, it play, it's five songs, really, but it plays, like, one Of course, yeah, song. yeah, yeah. Conceptually, um, I, I, as of someone that's not a fan, conceptually, there's very few you know, bands that have been more influential and important right. than Pink Floyd. And I and we had the conversation a couple weeks ago when Grahowski was here about David Gilmore and how good The Wall and Dark Side of the Moon and shit like that is. But it, this is really what I believe to be their best album. Commercially successful, also very, very sure, well received. Sure. Um, wish you were here. It's... You know I like a record when I go out of my way to different record stores uh-huh. over the state to find different album covers of it. Yeah, yeah. And I have three different pressings of See, it. See, that's cool. That's cool. It's one of my favorites in my collection. I have an original pressing. That's awesome. Which is, you can't really find all that much. But uh, yeah, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Cool. You know, we just took that, you just brought up Pixie Sticks, and I just, Josh will like this. And you will too, because you know the person I'm going to talk about. Do I? Um, yeah, it's Mike White's story. Um, oh, so okay. this was like, a, um, so I, think an- was, I think the anonymity has gone out the window. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine, because who gives a shit? Feel it was like fresh. It was like freshman year of high school, and there was this math teacher in our high school who's a really weird dude, Mr. Holland. Yep, okay, yep. so he was like five two. He looked like um, Veruca Salt when she or Violet Beauregard when she turns into the blueberry yep. in um, in Willy Wonka. So That's the second Willy Wonka accurate. reference, um, and he always wore bright colors too. So he really looked like it. Overall, nice guy. A little weird, very weird. He had a pretty fucked up life. Like I'm pretty sure his yeah. whole family was murdered or something. Yeah, they were. So They're nice. So, but okay. So this guy who was five two was the freshman basketball coach okay Mike White was a very good basketball player Mr. Holland was his coach but Mr. Holland played nepotism so if you were your parents were on the board the PTA you got playing time and Mike White should have been a starter by all accounts so Mike and I were at like one of the like the second or third freshman dances they did at the high school right and Mike goes and gets one of the giant fucking pixie sticks right so Mike opens it and he goes Dan watch this he dumps like half the fucking pixie stick dust in his mouth and he walks up to Mr. Holland and goes and blows the green mist Mr. Holland in the face. Like fucking Tajiri? Dude, that's what he did. And Mr. Holland's like, ah, oh, my eyes! <laughs> Mike got benched for the next game as if he wasn't getting playing time enough oh, already. Cool. I just thought about it. I have the image of Mr. Holland like blinded by the pit. I, I sat there and like, dude, I'm Mike's like an honor student, a good kid. I'm the one that usually gets in trouble. Mike's blowing pixie stick dust in this cunt's face. <laughs> I, I thought it was the funniest goddamn thing so ever. Nice. Mr. Holland that really weird moment one time. I never had him, but I always talked to him in the hallways and he came into my classes and shit. One time I go to the bathroom at the urinal. I'm standing there and then I hear, hey, what's up, Rosie? And it's Mr. Holland standing behind me. Like, not like directly behind me, but I'm like, hey, dude, what's, like, what's, what's up? up dude? Uh, all right. All right. Let's get into um, our, our favorite thing. Birthday boy, why don't you start? What did you watch this week? Uh, so I actually really didn't watch anything this week. I was kind of super busy at work. Independence Day. Um, I didn't watch Independence Day. All I really watched this week End was... Um, the latest episode of Ted Lasso. Okay. Um, and The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, very good. The Dark Knight last week, so I had to watch Dark Knight Rises this week, and I still just love Anne the Hathaway. One, the one, yeah. <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing I always talk about with this movie is how well Tom Hardy acts with oh, his, his eyes. It's dude in Dunkirk it's too, and it's the same thing. Yeah, his it, his body language and the, the just the eyes. It's incredible. I don't know what what Nolan's thing was with voices throughout this trilogy, though. But like yeah. he could. 
could have done a little I bit think, better to make Bane a little bit more fucking understandable. See, the first time I saw Perhaps he's wondering why you were shooting on before they <laughs> out of the plane. And that was Littlefinger. <laughs> it was Littlefinger from Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, he says that too. What's the next step in your master plan? Crashing this plane. <laughs> what a lovely voice. <laughs> see, now you understand my gripe. Like, it's not even that I couldn't see, but I, I genuinely couldn't understand. The bomb is armed. The bomb is murdered. So, so, so Justin's favorite. And the trigger man is one of you. <laughs> Justin's legit. One of his favorite parts of the movie is when the Steelers get blown up. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's literally Bill Cower dies, Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Lamar Woodley. Yeah, Lamar ben Roethlisberger. Heinz Ward ran back Emmanuel to kick. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Mike Wallace. Everyone's on that yeah. team, man. Um, all right, Taylor, what'd you watch? Uh, let's see. I watched Wild Stallions. Okay. I watched all three Bill yes. and Ted movies. I watched all three as well. We'll uh, talk about the new one in a second. Else? What else did I watch? I watched uh, Apocalypse Now. Good call. I watched... What the fuck? I watched the last episode of Ted Lasso. It was fucking great. And uh, I started rewatching The Boys again to kind of get ready. Even yeah. I just watched it two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, because season two comes out in like, what, yeah. two days? Yeah, on Friday, yeah. On Friday. So, yeah. So, that's pretty much about it. Um. So, I watched... Uh, I finally watched the director's cut of Doctor Sleep, which is fucking awesome. I love how they split it up and the little extra things they added into it. Um, Ralph and uh, his wife told me they finally watch it. I was like, I gotta watch the director's cut finally. Mm-hmm. So it's like three hours long. It was fucking great. Um, I did watch Bill and Ted's uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Fucking fantastic. I watched the whole thing, uh, all the movies. Forgot how much I love them. Forgot how much, as adults that aren't fucking idiots, we talk like them with dude. Yeah. It's like, uh, George Washington, founder of our country, had wooden teeth, hunted Moby Dick. Yeah. That's Captain Ahab, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's so funny. There's so much fun. And the new one was so good. The daughters in it were great. Like, yeah. both of them were really good. Yo. The Dave Grohl part. Oh, hey, Dave Grohl. What are you doing in my house? What the fuck are you doing in my house? <laughs> Dude, the part when he when, when they're talking to their uh, their for, like their later self yeah, yeah. or whatever, they're trying to find the song. Yeah. Whatever. And they're like, you know, they're dressed up in the leather right after Dave Grohl's thing and they're like, you know, it's like, you guys are fucking phony. You guys are phonies or whatever. It's like, listen, it's not my fault you have a drinking problem. And Keanu just goes right to the camera goes, you know what, new Ted? You're a dick. Yeah, dude. And I just, oh, dude. Dude, I had the pause. There, I was laughing there was, so I like the the robot guy they brought in, who is the guy, the bald guy on Barry, the <laughs> alopecia guy. He played Zaz on Gotham. So I loved when, like, uh, actually, I, I don't want to ruin it for Josh. Yeah, you got to watch it, dude. It's so good. It's so I was, I. It's amazing that all these years later, that they stayed grounded for one. They didn't take like these huge leaps. It was such just a fun fucking movie. Well, the like, guy Alex Winter, the guy who played Bill, yeah, was uh, he was making documentaries. He uh, made a documentary about Bitcoin. Yeah, one yeah, he's. he's He's made a lot of documentaries. Yeah, he hasn't really been acting all that much. Yeah, he's a Jersey boy. Well, he's born in England, no, lives in Jersey. Right. Yeah. So actually, that's the funny. So I watched uh, I watched John Wick before I watched Bill and Ted okay. Three. <laughs> and like it's quite the jump. Polar opposite. Oh, dude, like it's, it's hard to see Keanu as John Wick. I know, and then, and then see, him to as see Ted. Wild Stallions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Wild so Stallions. I think my my new favorite part of because I watched Bill and Ted, I think a thousand times at this yeah. point. Um, I think the one of my favorite parts is like when they're in the Middle Ages and it goes goes to the princesses, I bring to you I bring to you a message of love. And he's like and he's like, From who? Well, uh from us. 
us. I like when they go, what do you have? What message do you have for us? Be excellent to each other. And party, party on, on dude. I look so happy when finally, like a half hour in the movie, they did it. The Wild Stallions. I, dude, so the, my other favorite part, right, is when, they, is when they're doing their presentation at the end of the first one. Okay. And it's like, the, our next presenter is from ancient Greece. And, you know, we walked around the marble thing. It was most tragic. <laughs> like, it's so silly. Dude, fucking, it's a Napoleon all, going around with his brother. He also likes baseball. <laughs> Dude, it was such a funny... Fun, all three of those movies are great. And the new one, I was shocked at how good it was. Bogus Journey's okay. It's I actually am a Bogus Journey truther. I think Bogus Journey's better. Really? But I, I like Bogus... I, it used to be the opposite. Bogus Journey has grown on me more. I love death so much in those movies. Yeah, death is great. And I love the ending of it where they're going through their whole careers. <laughs> the death tried to go solo and it turns out he's lip syncing. <laughs> and how they incorporated death into the new one. I was just so happy to watch it. Like Just a genuinely enjoy movie uh-huh. to be able to go back to th- those characters that are you know um, iconic and timeless yeah. and have it be seamless. Whoa, Ted, it's a history report, not a babe report. <laughs> like, just, like, I love how <laughs> the, the Missy, who they both asked the, uh, the prom when they were freshmen and she was a senior, uh-huh. or, or vice versa, whatever, marries Bill's ma, dad, then Ted's dad, and then eventually and then, marries and then, Ted's and brother. Ted's brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, oh my god, and then oh, what was the other part where it's like, you, your dad's gonna nail your mom in your own room, dude. <laughs> dude, I lost. Do you remember it. when she? Remember when I asked her to prom when I was a freshman? And she was a senior. <laughs> like it's just so shut, shut up. And Ted. it's funny because they're they're stoners, but they're not. There's no At like re- reference to it. Hey, um, do me a favor, uh, past Ted. Give my love to the princesses. Who? <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Don't forget to <laughs> like, set your watch. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, it's it's one of my favorite. Movies. I like the little homage to George Carlin that they yeah. did in this too. That was nice. Um, what else did I watch? Whatever uh, I keep, I whatever I win, I keep. Whatever you win, I keep. <laughs> okay, Mister the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, the kid. whoa, whoa, Ted, you gotta have a poker face like me. <laughs> whoa, three aces! Meet our friends, Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> when he kept saying Socrates, I was oh. dying. Hey, what about that gnarly goat dude over there? Um, okay, so the other thing I'm I watched. Sorry, I love uh, going no, no, it, dude, it was great. Um, I rewatched because um, uh, the landlord and I are hopefully going to go see Tenant this weekend. And she said she doesn't really remember Inception that she when she saw it, it was confusing. So we're, we watched that again. Still, it is, it is confusing. It's still brilliant. I remember. I think Josh actually saw Inception before me, and then he actually said to me, "Don't go to the bathroom." He's like, "I went up to pee. I missed two minutes, and I was fucking confused." So, uh, watching it again, I still love it. I'm convinced I know what the ending is it, it, watching it again is obvious to me what the actual ending means yeah it's a dream it, it's yeah. pretty obvious i mean uh first off the the, the the top is not his totem it was his wife's totem um so that doesn't mean anything and his kids didn't age at all yeah and well, the whole story is from his point of view um it, you know when you see mal and all his dreams it's not mal it's him dealing with how he felt he d- yeah. failed her right. so now he is literally in the spot where he has to figure out how he failed his children and he couldn't get back to him it's pretty obvious to me at this point. It's still amazing that it's just like The Sopranos ending. You can argue it up and down what it is, and there's all these interpretations of it, which is a testament to the movie and how brilliant that cliffhanger was and that people still talk about it all these years later. Um, but there's some good shit coming out this week. we got The Boys Season 2. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. comes out on Friday as well, um, That which it's Tony Collette. That's the new Charlie Kaufman-directed movie that looks fucking bonkers that's coming to Netflix. Okay. Um, if 
I end up liking that, that's probably what you'll get next week. Um, uh, I'm just telling you in advance. Um, but uh, outside of that, I didn't watch. Did I? I know I watched something else, and I'm completely fucking forgetting a couple things. But whatever. Um, so the first thing we might as well lead off with this. Um, uh, 2020 sucks. Yeah, um, this facts. week, uh, shocking news came out, I believe, on uh, Friday night. It was um, uh, that, oh, uh, yes, yeah. that uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, died at the age of 43 from colon cancer. Uh, yeah, I, I, we were talking in the group chat, and uh, I saw it just on Twitter, Josh. I saw um, someone, like a, a, a bar, um, what's it, Sports Talk Barry, replied to the report, was like, what the fuck? And I was like, is this real? And then you said it to me two seconds yeah. later, and I'm like, holy shit. Dude, so, I couldn't believe it. So I had no idea he was 43. First off, 43. No one knew he was sick. Yeah. Nobody. Not one person. And then I was thinking about those pictures that came out of him a few months ago where they were calling him Crack Panther because he looks so skinny and making all these jokes. And... I mean, we've had two, like... I mean, 2020's just been bullshit. But, you know, you talk about... I didn't think anything would shock the world more than Kobe when he died. Which, it feels like that was a year ago, but it was just right before the pandemic. Yeah, dude, the world went to shit when Kobe died. Yeah, Kobe... No, I think someone said the world hasn't been the same since uh, Tony Stark's died at the end of Endgame. The world that's, hasn't that's, been... That's also true, right? Yeah. Um, so Chadwick died, and, you know, uh, when you think about it, this dude was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2016. Well, stage three of all... Like, well, it obviously, it developed to stage I, three, I, of course, but... No, he, had, he was diagnosed... Was it stage three, three from the beginning? Once you're diagnosed... Like, like, it sucks... Colon yeah. cancer is the one that kills you. Yeah, really. and so he was diagnosed in 2016. He made 10 movies between 2016 and his death. Yep. And if you're talking from the, the perspective of, you know, um, important black stories specifically, Jackie Robinson, Ernie Davis, Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, Black Panther, even if it's not a true story, it was, besides Blade and War Machine, who doesn't even have his own movie, it was the first black superhero. And by all accounts, everything you've seen before then, since then, that this dude is sick with cancer and he's visiting kids in the cancer ward, that he he was so involved with the, the creation of these movies and these characters, the story comes out that Denzel Washington paid for him to go through Oxford, all these things, it was just like such a fucking shock. Well, I remember when they announced Chadwick Boseman to be Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. It was just this massive thing where it's like, oh, dude, like that's fucking great. He's a great actor. And he's like a guy that's like, you know, award-type pictures. Yeah. And, like, and it sucks, too. Like he was, Draft Day. We love Draft Day. Vontae Mack. That's I, that's why that's why I posted that. That's yeah. the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Uh, shout out to ABC for airing Black Panther. And that, then the like, tribute the to him after. after. Yeah. Tribute to him. I mean, you could just see the, how it resonated throughout just at every pop cult like pop culture everywhere because obviously Marvel has has their fingers in every single I mean it's nowadays. the most he's been in two of the I don't I don't know where Black Panther is in the all-time gross list um, or money wise it's top five in three of the top five grossing movies of all time and when you think about like as little kids specifically black kids are probably like this was you know my guy it, it's I you know, Kobe was so shocking. This is probably just as shocking. Uh, you know, Kobe's was an accident, a, a horrific tragedy. This is something that, you know, if we knew about this a year ago, you would have been somewhat prepared.
prepared for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm like, I was trying to level like, like the closest thing I could think of was probably Heath Ledger, who you know himself was so full of life and did these kind of uh, performances and uh, specific movies that were he was just starting to like really get his groove as like this taken seriously actor that wasn't just ten things I hate about you in a Knight's Tale. You know what I mean? And you look at Chadwick who had been doing these movies. Like I said with 42, I don't think it's a great movie. He's great in it. Harrison Ford's great in it. Christopher Maloney's great in it. It's a important movie. He was amazing as James Brown in Get On Up. Like yeah. an am- That's on HBO Max if you've not seen that. He's fucking fantastic in it. And he was great as Black Panther. And now the question is, and it's not even the important thing, obviously. It's, I sound silly saying this, but like he didn't tell anyone at Disney what that he was sick. So what are they going to do? They were supposed to start filming in March. And like as of a week ago, or I guess two weeks ago, he was convinced he was going to be healthy by then. And then I guess within the last week is when he started to realize. Bob Iger, um, head of Disney, got an email an hour before the announcement came out that he died that he was pretty sick. So you're like sitting there. And it's the least important thing right now. You know, obviously we love these movies. The world loves them, whatever. And you're just sitting there like, they're probably going to recast, right? If, listen, to be honest with you, just you can see the cultural impact. You leave it alone. You don't touch well, it at all. You I can't. Mean, listen, I, no, you can't. You I, just can't, man. Because you got to fuck with it. You're going to get nothing but backlash. No, I don't think so. Well, it depends on how you handle it, though. You got to think about it. So the, it it's just announced that they're going to start pr- production on it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not part of state... Uh, um, phase 4. Well, if it wasn't going to start filming in March, it wouldn't be out until, like, 2023. And even so, with the pandemic, how it's pushed everything back, Phase 4 was supposed to start six months ago. Yeah. You know, now... Uh, who knows what's going to happen? November, maybe. Uh, I would think. Look, it, from uh, you know, not again, not that it matters, but from a storytelling perspective, you could use the multiverse thing with Doctor Strange. To that's a, that's a good sure. point, actually. That's a very very good point. Now that the multi, that's a great point. I didn't even think of that. And there's a way to pay tribute to him in the right way. There is, and Disney does a pretty good job with these kind of things. There's a way to get creative with this, yeah. um, and still, you know, not like you, you're not going to trample the legacy of him. And the director, be Ryan Kogler, being so close to to him as well. Yeah. I think he'll have a way to do it. The, I, I actually said this to you guys in the group chat. The logical way they could probably do it, and it's happened in the comics, is that his sister eventually takes over the Black Panther. It, it sucks that you gotta rush it if that's what you do. That's probably the number one way you do it. Someone said use the Infinity Stone. Uh, Bob said it. Use the Infinity Stones and bring back Michael uh, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but, and you can be time jump. Cast an older guy. You could, yeah. I mean, there's, there's ways to do it, and I feel like he he probably when he, before he was passing had some kind of request like don't stop making this because of me this is an important story to tell and it's someone it's important for someone else to take the the torch from him and carry it on i don't think he would want it to like just end because he passed away right. but i i don't know like i mean kobe like i said kobe is a different kind of tragedy and sports it transcends well, almost everything kobe could have been so easily avoided yes of course That's it was it was more you know it was as much a tragedy but an accident nonetheless yeah. i i mean i think about heath ledger you know robin williams who wasn't you know, entering the prime of his career, he was at the end of it, and I was just like, "This is so fucking crazy!" Like, was that the news anyone was expecting to get? No. And I remember, I got, when I got the text from Josh, I was like, "It's the same thing that happened when my buddy Marcus texted me about Kobe." He's yeah. like, "He's like Kobe died." Yeah, yeah. I go, "Yeah." Okay. Shut the fuck up. I'm like, "Okay." And then, like, 20 minutes later, it's everywhere. On yeah, TV. yeah. You know, and then he said Chadwick died, and the first thing I did was look it up, and I'm like, "Chadwick Boseman dead at 43," and I'm like. 
fuck, man. Yeah. I don't I, even like Black Panther that much, but like, god damn it, man. Yeah, I mean. Like, he has my favorite scene in Infinity War, really. And it's not even really a scene. It's the Battle of Wakanda. It's the one part, like, you know, they're charging towards, yeah, the, yeah, they're yeah. Charging towards the army, and him and Captain America just, just full speed ahead. Yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. I fucking love that shit. Um, I, it, it's definitely just like a weird. Like I'm still like I'm, all these stories are still coming out about him, and you just realize like how. how well, did you see a video of Joe Rogan talking about? It? He was crying. Like he's like you yeah. realize like how important he was to just uh, what he was doing specifically, and how much it meant to people around the world. He was a real life and, superhero, that guy. and and not people you know, and not people like us. Like we we have a million white superheroes. You know what I mean? This dude was inspiring to these little black kids that probably love the superhero movies, but they saw you know the same faces. They, they saw, saw the same, Chris Pratt. Yeah, they, they saw, saw Chris Scarlett Pratt, Johansson. and they love it. But now they see this one, like, I think I could be that guy. Which, of course, as a child, you know, you believe you could sure. be fucking anything. Um, but it's it's just crazy, man. I saw pic video. Like, I, th- I think it's fucked up. People are recording videos of their kids crying because they found out he died. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Your favorite actor's dead. Here, let me record right, you and post it to social media. It's just a sick thing. It's just the, the world we live in now. I mean, but. just so, like, a funny memory that I had of Chadwick was actually, uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Jimmy Kimmel too much anymore. Sure, but he does sure. do funny things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're doing celebrities, read me. Oh, dude, the, yeah. But the Avengers edition. Yeah, that was so, a great you know, one. They're all doing, you know, they're reading their tweets. And Chadwick is sitting there is like, how's the black African dude get a na- get a white name like Chadwick. <laughs> and yeah, dude, that was great. But uh, you know, uh I, I think all of us over here are a little bummed out about it, as as most people are. Um uh he has one more movie coming out that I think is coming to Netflix that they've delayed a little bit. Um they they're gonna find a good way to, to honor him in Marvel, I'm confident. And he's got a, a crazy legacy of movies well, it's, it's uh, weird behind him. Like he's the first one from that MCU that really passed away. Yeah, I guess so, like, he is. I mean, there there must have been someone like a side character that there's been characters that were just like in a movie well, no, and then I'm, weren't I'm, anymore. I'm talking, I'm talking like like a, the, the, like, main car, the main the main guys, from yeah. Like, you know, from the Infinity storyline, that as far as like an actor has passed away. Yeah, you're you know right. What I mean, and it's like it's kind of it's shitty. It just sucks because, like I said, I wasn't a biggest fan of Black Panther. Thought it was a little overhyped, but now, like, as time has gone on and I've seen it, again, the more I've seen it, the more I, the first time I saw it, I was like, it's fine. And the more I've seen it, I was like, all right, I, I, I get it. I and Killmonger, like, I love from the beginning. Killmonger is fucking great. I still like Michael B. Jordan a little better in it, but now seeing what they're going for and not really understanding the overall message, I get it. I actually I like Black Panther better in, in Civil War and uh, Endgame and Infinity, Infinity War, War, even if it's small parts. But he, it, they were really well done movies, you know, it's Black Panther's just a Lion King. That's what the story is. It's basically the Lion King, but it looks great. It does. The acting is great. The The set pieces are great. It's what they call culturally appropriate, not appropriation. Um, it, it's just, it, it's a damn shame, um, but he... That Stuart Scott Scott quote about um you know cancer doesn't you don't beat cancer or cancer doesn't beat you you beat cancer by living your best life you know I'm paraphrasing the quote and this dude it did an it speech, he 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 did it and um you know uh, shout out and respect and rest in peace to Chadwick um, let's stop talking about sad oh, stuff oh, oh it was uh, cancer doesn't beat you you beat you beat cancer by how you live yeah and that's that's what I want to leave it on um and uh, respect and uh, I think we could say Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. All right, Josh, I need some game show music for the birthday boy. <laughs> I'm going to read the questions. Taylor and I are going to answer them. So We're going to play the questions and you're going to answer them. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have the answers. Okay. I just have the questions. Turn it down just a little bit. This is Josh trivia in celebration of Josh's 30 plus birthday. Oh, I'll say what game show music okay. is this? All right, Taylor. How old is Josh today? Uh, 45. 
What's your real answer? 31. 31. And Josh gives us the yes. What is Josh's middle name? Bartholomew. I, I actually don't know this. Jeffrey. No. All right. What's the answer? Anthony. Anthony. I actually didn't know that now that you say that. All right. What is Josh's favorite movie? Endgame. Endgame. Actually, I'm going to change mine. Godfather. Uh, it's Godfather 2. Okay. 1A, 1B. Yeah. All, right. All right. Okay. Fuck you. What is Josh's favorite band? Wait. Oh, I know that one. Shit. Metallica. I'm going to say Coheed. Because he has a Coheed tattoo. I think Metallica is his most influential band, but Coheed is his favorite. Am, am I am I like half wrong at least? You're not you're not wrong, oh, but you're not right. It was my favorite band before Coheed. Turn it down just a little bit more because okay. I can't hear you. All right. It's like the Angry Beavers music. Yeah. All right. What is Josh's favorite TV show of all time? Oh, uh, Into the Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> or what is it really? Uh, Sopranos. I'm going to say Sopranos as well. It is the Sopranos. Sopranos. Okay. How many times has Josh watched Avengers Endgame? <laughs> like an exact number or over on? Uh, I want an o- overall number, and whoever's closer gets it. 32. I'm going to say 21. Uh, I've watched it about 20 times. Oh, I remember the one time when you were like, I just watched it for the 14th time, and I was like, all right, we're close enough to that. Okay. How much does Josh weigh? 185. <laughs> I'm going to say... You're fucking two, welcome. I'm going to say 258. Uh, 260. Oh, shit. You were nice, though. What was Josh's first tattoo? That really fucking stupid tribal on your, yeah, on your arm. I knew that. Yeah. I, I was hoping you just say Darth Maul. No, I knew that. <laughs> That's was, a second. No, no Jersey, was, Jersey was a second. Yeah. 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 Um... How old was Josh when he had his first kiss? I don't know. <laughs> That's the point. I don't know either. 11? I'm going to say 13. How old were we in freshman year? Um, I want to say 14. Then it, yeah, 13. You're right. All right. How old was Josh when he lost his virginity? I'm going to say 9. <laughs> <laughs> but his first kiss was 14. No, he got molested. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll say, I'll say 17. I'm gonna say 16. 16. 16. Cool. Who is Josh's favorite wrestler of all time? Fuck. Macho Man Randy Savage. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm not a good friend, apparently. All right. How many times has known me so much longer than yeah. you? Facts. How many times has Josh rear-ended someone because he was trying to see if he knew who was driving the Geek Squad van? One. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who did Josh have a fist fight with in high school? I'm gonna say Frankie M. Jeremy Pantovic. And the best part of that fight was that Josh swung a haymaker of a punch right when Jeremy was bending over to pick up his glasses and he did a full 360. You told me about this too. <laughs> Fuck. Um, what is Josh's favorite fast food restaurant? Arby's. Arby's. Yeah. Alright, and the final question. What is Josh's biggest food regret? Uh, <laughs> uh, Crave Crate. Alright, Crave Crate. I'm going to say the mozzarella stick pizza. <laughs> 
it's it's a tie. <laughs> So there you are, ladies and gentlemen, for Josh's thirty-plus birthday. Oh God! You know what was worse about the than, than the crate that night? The hugs. The oh, you brought the hugs, you cunt. Just oh, sugar, yeah. water, and dye. It was hard. Like and I drank like seven of them. <laughs> yeah, to do what? I drank all the blue ones. Was like a fucking barrel monkey. Dude. I did. No, I did. I was like, just give me a color. I, I don't need a. a they, those aren't flavors. They're colors. Yeah. Same thing with Gatorade. Yeah. No one ever says like, give me, give me a lemon. They're like, no, give me blue. Yeah. Give me blue, or unless it's Glacier Freeze. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I like the rear-ending question. I was like, that's that's a good one. All right, so let's get into fun stuff now. Um, I texted you guys about this. So uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago that um, Stallone is doing a director's cut of Rocky Four. My favorite Rocky. Not the best Rocky, but my favorite. And he's removing... Paulie's birthday robot from the movie. Stupid. Happy birthday, Paulie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. You I, it is it. dumb, but it's 80s personified. Just the the uh, the gluttony, the overabundance of things you didn't need. And then Paulie has this like relationship with the robot that's really weird. So now all those scenes are out. I want them because Paulie had nowhere to go at that point. Paulie didn't have anywhere to go until Rocky Balboa when his fucking sister was dead and he was mad at Rocky about his sister again. I need the robot in there. Nah. At least kill the robot. Give me a scene like that. Give me something cool. I want the robot to climb the mountain like Rocky did with the same music and just freeze. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Uh, What's your favorite Rocky? Probably the second one. Second one, Josh. Four. Four. It's again the first one's the best one. Yeah, for sure. But four to me is the most fun. Um, They're uh, speaking of director's cut. Apparently. The director of this movie found it on VHS. He was like, I was clearing out some stuff. The director's cut, never seen the light of day, of Pootie Tang. (laughs) 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 I need it. There's that scene where he's doing the Matrix thing, but he's dodging bullets with his ponytail. Do you know who helped write Pootie Tang? Snoop Dogg? Louis C.K. Of course he did. Sada Tang. All right, Taylor, you want to read some Letterboxd reviews? Yeah, let me, let me pull them up. All right, let's go back and forth. I did a bunch this week, and none of them were good reviews because I'm a negative twat. Yeah, we do. Um, so uh, I have fun doing these. And let's see. Um, films, more activity. All right. It's good dead air. Yeah, good dead air. I'll pull up some of these. Oh, I did. Oh, by the way, I also uh, the other movie I watched was Clash a- Class Action Park. Oh, I, that, I, actually, I did. Dude, see how that great too. was that? Yeah, that was, was so. Josh, you got to watch. That was so much fun. And just seeing like way way onda. All right. Here's my first one. Dungeons and Dragons from 2000. Uh, <laughs> with Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Dungeons and Dog Shit. Uh, Get Carter remake with Sylvester Stallone. I just wrote, uh. <laughs> Here we go. Horrible bosses. Not only is Kevin Spacey a horrible boss, but it turns out he's also a horrible person. He's still Kaiser Soze, though. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, Highlander Endgame. There's two movies called Endgame. One is great. The other is a piece of shit Highlander movie. Here we go. Neighbors. Right? Why wouldn't you just move? Movie over. <laughs> that, that is true. The Crow Salvation, the third Crow movie. If Brandon Lee was still alive, this movie would have made him ask a prop guy to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Founder with uh, Michael Keaton. Yes. Uh, someone once told me they idolized Ray Kroc for what he did with McDonald's. Since movies don't stretch the truth at all, all I could say without a shadow of a doubt is that Ray Kroc is a dick and Big Macs stink. All right. Corky Romano. <laughs> I remember being excited to see this movie when it came out, when I and I was all of 12 years old. At that ripe, young, immature age, I rode my bike to the local video store and rented it. I came home, popped the movie in the VCR, and within 20 minutes, I realized I was watching a horrific piece of cinematic shit. Chris Kattan has less talent than Yoko Ono. <laughs> 
I I fully agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, Dallas Buyers Club. I became a part of the Dallas Buyers Club when I purchased Dallas Clark on Madden Ultimate Team two years ago. This decision has haunted me ever since. This movie's pretty good, too. Uh, it isn't a bad It's a pretty good movie. Double Take, starring Orlando Jones and Eddie Griffin. You don't need a double take to realize this movie is shit and ass. Orlando <laughs> Jones should never be allowed to do anything but 7-Up commercials. Here we go. This is okay. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I'm still waiting for the sequel. The Man with the Foo Fighters Tattoo. <laughs> it's in Panorama. <laughs> All right, I spy. I, wrote, I spy a piece of shit. <laughs> Finding Dory. Saw this with my ex. Goes into the pile of nice things I can no longer enjoy because it gives me crippling anxiety. Also, Ellen was the warden at Abu Ghraib. <laughs> All right, Rollerball. Ew. Slipknot is in this movie. If not for that, this movie would get zero stars because it's one of the worst remakes of all time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Here we go. Manchester by the Sea. You should watch this if you're a type of person who enjoys being miserable. Mm. Hence why I really like this movie. Depressing as shit. Yes. All right. A Man Apart with Vin Diesel. This was when people were wondering if Vin Diesel could give a more serious, dramatic performance. Still based in action and revenge. The trailers look cool. He was using a damn minigun in the trailer. When the movie starts, at no point does it have even the hint of being a good movie. In fact, it's very obvious uh, it's a horrific Punisher knockoff piece of human ass led by Vin Diesel, one of the worst actors alive. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. A most pressing matter needs attending to. The return of the great and powerful Wild Stallions, the world's most awesome band, and the song that saves us all. It was most tranquil. <laughs> Drumline. Nick Cannon is human garbage, and this movie is good despite his presence. <laughs> the fifth element. This movie stinks. <laughs> all right. The Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Ugh. The first movie is a horror, horror milestone while being insanely overrated. The second movie is like if you try to force out a shit and the turd doesn't come out all the way and you go to wipe and smush and spread the stuck poo all over your butt. Oh, you put like you are? Yeah, here. Uh, here we go. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I mean, this movie is really good if you're into torture porn, I guess. <laughs> Dracula 2000. I wrote Ugh. Dracula Boo 1000. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have right now. Uh, the Polar Express. This movie was better when it was called Murder on the Orient Express. I love <laughs> And then uh, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. This is a children's movie that, that, a grown, that, that grown men enjoy. I actually, I'm, I'm part of the problem. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And um, then, uh, Thor the Dark World. Uh, Snakes on a Plane was better. That probably was. Um, I have uh, here in good news, uh, Steve Cohen's buying the Mets, so maybe we could stop being an embarrassment for once and actually, you know, yeah, pay for things. Pay, pay for things besides players, you know, like um, computers that ha don't have Windows ME on it. And uh, I'm, yeah. that's I'm, I'm exaggerating. I doubt that's the case, but they have not wanted to pay for analytical things. Hey, Lacey, she wanted to come back. Hi, pup. Well, so the other the other thing too is that uh, so the final ask the final price that's being paid is two point three five. They lost two hundred sixty five million dollars. Like a quarter of a billion dollars because the Wilpons were cunts about it. Yep. All right, listen, of course. I, I get it. They, but they have like, they have the better stadium of the New York teams. They're a sure. New York team. Sure. How are they worth two billion dollars less than the Yankees? Um, because the Yankee brand is more worldwide. It's it's one of those I things like still, people. Just, so. Uh, as someone that worked in like the ticket industry specifically, people would come from Europe and Japan to see the Yankees. Just like right. they, dude, think about the Knicks. Then people, it's yeah, it's one true. of these things. It's like the, there's there's a few brands in sports that are invaluable. It's the the Cowboys star. No matter what you think about the Cowboys, it's mm -hmm. the Cowboys. Um, it's
it's uh, the, the in basketball, it's the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, and in baseball, it's the Yankees and Red Sox. And there's a couple other teams that are close to that, but the Yankees brand is just there. And also the other reason the Mets are valued that low is because they've been operating at losses for seven, eight years. Sure. They still owe $550 million on City Field. And Steve Cohen, that's fucking pocket change. So we'll see. I'm just, I'm very, what'd she do to you? Fucking pee. Oh, did she? She was excited <laughs> to see you. Oh. Even then her tail This is what we call Lace Kelly. <laughs> Want to piss on you? Oh, she likes you. Yeah, that's true. She does that when, the only other person she's done that to are the landlord's parents. So you should take that as, like, you're her, like, third, like, when she she gets the, the excited pee on them. You're, like, her third favorite person outside of her parents and us. Yeah, well... You owe me a phone. <laughs> <laughs> She's saving up. Fine. She doesn't make allowances. Um, <laughs> she can't. I also have here, I saw today that J.J. Um, Abrams is producing, uh, Netflix is coming out of the documentary at Woodstock 99, which is awesome. Cause which is like the, the uh, really it, violent one. Woodstock your thing was making noise. Um, and the other I'm thing I have to... Supposed to make noise. For some reason, they're rebooking Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. I don't need to see the fight again. Nate got his ass kicked. He did. Yeah, he did. He got his ass kicked. Why do we need to see Jorge? He just fought for a title. Valiantly, nonetheless. And even though he lost against a guy who has a journeyman's record. I know Nate is tough and he can always pull a win out of his ass, but Nate's a journeyman. Connor made him big. Yeah, Connor made him big. That's the truth. But, um, all right, let's get into the fun stuff now. NFL predictions, guys. Oh. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. So we're not going to do our picks for week one. We're going to do that next week. And even though the episodes have been coming out on Friday and the first game is Thursday, we'll have all our picks for Sunday, yada, yada. Um, we're on the eve of the season. There's been no preseason. Training camp, I think football is going to be so sloppy for two months. So this is, uh, usually I watch Hard Knocks for the sake of just watching. Sure. This has been the most interesting. Hard I've heard knocks. the season's been awesome. Just the biggest thing is obviously because it's a co- it's the COVID season. Sure, I think that's what we're all going to call it from now on. Yeah, the COVID season. But uh, it's just interesting seeing, getting an inside look at the protocols and seeing how the teams are going about meetings and going about practicing yeah. and shit like that. The practices look kind of normal, to be honest with you. I've but I've heard else. that they're the, the things I've seen is that they don't look as like intense as normal because they still have like weird things. But it, it's really hard to say. Um, I I think it's going to without any sort of preseason or even like inter-squad trainings. I know some teams have done them. I think it's going to be rough goings early on. Um, there's, you know, Roger Goodell today said he doesn't think there's a competitive disadvantage between the teams that are going to be allowed to have fans and the teams that aren't. Like, how could you say That's that? That's not true at all. It, it, no, because he's a fucking ass and he talks out of his fucking ass. Well, but, I, I I stopped the Goodell hate a while ago when I realized that he's literally just... He's, he's just he's, a... He speaks for the ro- owners. He's a robot. Yeah, he speaks he, for the owners. He's a talking head. That's yeah. all he is. And I, I, listen, I feel bad that he got a lot of shit but there's a reason why he took that job. He knew full well what was going to happen. He's also, whenever when there's been crises, he has not handled them well from Ray Rice to Bounty Gate to everything. Sheldon uh, to, Richardson. The Bully Gate. To, uh, it's just uh, domestic violence Greg in general. Hardy. Yeah, he's never handled any of it well. He he's just like a PR disaster. But the owners love him because they keep the NFL keeps making more and more and more I mean, money. I think the only the time I saw uh, I saw a commissioner that was more hated is obviously Manfred. Oh and the only, God! The one commissioner I know that's universally loved. Two of them was Paul Tagliabue was yes. universally yeah, loved. Yeah, for sure. And Adam Silver of the NBA. Yeah, Adam Silver. Phenomenal. Well, Adam Silver instantly got in the players' good graces because the first thing he had like literally within months. To him being commissioner was the Donald Sterling fiasco, yep. and he handled that. 
perfectly. Br- brilliantly. Perfectly. Yeah. All right, so why don't we get in? Um, you want to start out with um, division predictions? Sure. All right, so we'll start out with my division, the AFC East. Uh, for the first time in a long time, the AFC East looks like it's wide open. Um, no more Tom Brady. Um, the Patriots um, lost in the playoffs for the first round last year. Um, it, it, it looks like a ton of turnover. We still don't know who the quarterback is. Everyone seems to assume it's Cam Newton, as do I, but we really don't know. Um, you know, the Bills made the, won the wild card last year. They won, um, they won. Did they? No, they lost. They, they, they collapsed. Lost. They, they lost, lost um, yeah. but they ha- they made strides. People think, uh, they always think the Jets are going to be good, and then <laughs> they're not. Um, and then the <laughs> Dolphins um, surprised everyone last year, winning five games when they were favored by Vegas to win two games. Um, so there's certain teams people expect to uh, take a step forward. There's uh, teams that you think they may take a step back. I'm actually picking the New England Patriots to still win the division. The truth of the matter is, as great as Tom Brady is, and he is the greatest quarterback of all time, I will always believe that Bill Belichick was the most important piece there because those games have almost always solely been won on defense. And he is the greatest defensive mind the NFL has ever seen. Now, if Cam Newton is... A third of what he was in Carolina, he's going to be great in New England. Now there are questions about their running game. They're still they've had their players sitting out. There's players they've lost to well, injury. Uh, Sonny Michelle is sitting out. Yes, yeah, James Sh- White's not. Pat- James White's not the every. Yeah, no, back. no. Um, you got Rex Burkhead, who's a decent player. Yeah. Um, you still have the Defensive Player of the Year and Stephon Gilmore. You have both McCordys out there now, repping Rutgers. Um, but I, I until I see Bill Belichick prove he can't win, I am not betting against Bill Belichick. I don't think the Jets have improved. I don't think they've improved their offensive line enough. They've gotten bigger, but, uh, you know, Adam Gaze does not believe you need a strong offensive line to thrive in his scheme. Which is silly because they drafted arguably the greatest le- the greatest right tackle and to come out of the draft in a very long time, Mekhi Becton. Well, it's always... They, they, they've, also, they've also started calling him Mount Becton because he's like 6'10". He's, he's a big motherfucker, but that doesn't mean anything if he has no agility. I mean, if you remember a few years ago, the Jaguars, no one thought Luke Jokiel was going to be fucking awful. No, I understand and I'm just like the other thing too is like there's only so much tape can tell you, but like to me, Makai Becton going into the draft was the best tackle prospect that outside of Jedrick yeah. was from Alabama. Um, I, I would I would think he's going to be okay, but so much of it has to do with coaching. And Gaze has not proved that he can coach up an offensive lineman to this point. He, he hasn't proved he can coach. And you also got to think the Jets lost Jamal Adams, who was the centerpiece of their defense. They still don't have a pass rusher. Like you, they they want to get rid of C.J. Mosley. They want to get rid of Leon yeah. Bell. Uh, I'm not. I I will. I've I take your hand off there. You hear, it's bu- yours. No, I just unplugged mine. Yours was still buzzing. Or is it Josh's? Push it. Push it away from you. It's your beard, I think. The static. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, sure it does. Um, I, I actually don't know if that does. Um, right. Now, so the Bills, I'm not the biggest believer in because I don't think Josh Allen is that good. He's a he's a gamer. He's athletic. But you will not con- have continued success in the NFL completing 58% of your passes. Not in today's NFL. You got Stefan Diggs. You should be a little better. He's one of the best pure route runners in the league. But they're a team that every year you see a team that was improved last year, takes a step back. They're a team, I think, that is probably going to going to be about the same, if not take a little bit of a step back. And I think the Dolphins will be more competitive this year. I see them as like a seven-win team. I think by week six, Tua's the starter. Oh, who? Tua? Yeah, by week six. It's going to depend on what they're doing, really. Um, it's going to depend on a lot of things. If he's healthy, if uh, Fitzpatrick is playing well. You know, Fitzpatrick, whenever he doesn't, he doesn't have the starting job secured is when he sucks, and now he kind of has it secured. So, we'll see. 
Um, if two is starting, that means something's gone horrifically wrong with him. But I think their offense can be better. I think Preston Williams having a full season is going to be great. I like the one-two punch of uh, Matt Breida and Jordan Howard at the running game should be much improved. Fast, I, I think man. Mike Gazeki is going to have a huge season at tight end like he did in the second half of last year. But I still like the Patriots to win this. I think the AFCs can be won at ten and six. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. But uh, the only thing I will say is I think the Bills take it this year again with the it, ten it's, and six because I think, and it's hard to say it like this because. I do believe in Cam Newton at his peak, and while he's yeah. when he's very good, he's very hard to stop, especially with Belichick as a coach. Sure, I mean he had a great coach in Ron Rivera, but he's not Bill Belichick. No, no. I just think that there's something going on in Buffalo. You know, what I mean, there, there's a there's an aura that there's like this fucking hype behind this team, and obviously it could fall flat very well. So. Hey, they people thought the same thing when they made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor a few but, years ago. But, the, but it just seems a little bit different. It seems like Josh Allen has a swagger about him, and if he just improves ever so slightly, that'll be the extra edge that'll get you a win here, a win there. You know what I mean? A big win in November on the road can really be the defining moment of your season. Sure. And I think Josh Allen has that ability once he. Obviously, it's a, once he figures out. But, like, once he, like, again, only time will tell. I really do think the Bills take a step forward. I think Stephon Diggs is a massive upgrade at wide receiver that they desperately needed. Yeah, they, they definitely need that. I just think. all they had last year were practice squad players coming up making big plays. I think Allen is only going to be as good as his running game. Um, his athleticism is there, but if their running game isn't what it was last year, um, it, it, he's going to be in a lot of trouble, and he's going to get exposed even more. We'll see. Josh, who you taking the AFC East? Uh, Jets stink. Dolphins are building. Uh, I don't, you know, I got to see how, you know, Belichick's a great great coach, but you got to see how him and Cam really work together. Sure. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. All I'm right. In, I'm in for Bills Mafia. I am too. It's like hard to not, obviously they're in your division, so I get it. Oh, they're a bunch of drunk cunts. But like, oh, it, we jump through tables. You all do it. It's not that special. Like, it looks it looks like fun. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? saying. Have you been to like, Buffalo? It's not a fun place, besides the food. I don't. I don't give a shit if I haven't been to Buffalo. If that's, that's where they made Buffalo from, wings. Dude. Yeah, but they don't. They aren't that. They said I don't Buffalo. care. Shut up. It sucks. They're all a bunch of drunk losers. There's nothing better to do in what Buffalo. What are we here? We're, we're, we're a bunch of drunk losers in the fucking woods. We're it's not, not drunk. We're not. We don't jump through burning tables and slam our wives through them. No, you're right. We Josh, have to, comment. You're right. We have to get paid well, for that. I mean, <laughs> we've, uh, we've put our friends through tables before. Who? Richie. That Richie doesn't count okay, as a person. <laughs> All right, let's How jump. How is anyone friends with you? <laughs> you? I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> NFC East. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles again. I still think they're the most talented team. I don't love Dallas because every year, talent-wise, they're as good as anyone, and it doesn't work. Now, they got Mike McCarthy, but how good is Mike McCarthy? The truth of the matter is no coach that has won a Super Bowl with one team has ever won a Super Bowl with another. It's never happened in NFL history. Yeah, but it's never say never. I'm not saying this, of course, is, this of course. is Dallas's year. Sure. Um, I definitely agree with you with Dallas, and it's hard for me to pick against them, but just for me, like Until I, we I see it. I, I believe in Philadelphia that coaching staff is has done. Wentz enough. is Wentz is the big X factor here because he needs to stay healthy. Yeah, he needs to stay because talent wise, he's as good as any quarterback in this league. You see it time and time again when he's on the field. He's great. I mean, they brought back Jason Peters to play guard, which is a big veteran. But then they record. just lost their left tackle for the year, so he's right, moving so back he's to left tackle. Back, yeah, which, which is, is fine. fine. He's played there. He, he's been a Pro he Bowl caliber it. player his whole year. I mean, uh, his whole, whole career. career. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go Philadelphia too. And They're just the best team. I, the Giants are still gonna be a dumpster fire. I still actually think the Redskins will be better than the Giants. Who? The Redskins. Who? Oh, sorry. The the Redskins. No, the it's Washington the Washington football team. team. I actually did not mean to do that at first. I, I actually the Washington think, football I, team. I think it's cool. Dude, actually. I like the helmets with the, the helmets fucking number cool. on it. I mean, like, yeah, you look like Alabama, but like Alabama's actually good. Uh, the Giants still I, I I don't I think Daniel Jones is a gifted passer, but when you fumble like he does, and it has been from col- from high school to college to the NFL, I don't know if that's something you can fix. It's it's something that it's a mental thing that he just loosens up when a hit is coming. I, I don't know what it is. Now he's put on some size. I don't know if that's a good thing with how much he run, runs around. The more muscle you have on the easy and a quarterback, you don't need to be fucking ripped. There's certain exceptions to the rule, but you're, it's, when you run like he does, you're more likely to pull a hamstring or yeah. tweak something. Well, you, you have more mass, therefore you're putting more strain yeah. on these things. Yeah, and I, mean, I know they just no, got they I mean, just got Logan Ryan. Yeah, I mean look, I mean look no further than uh, than when. Uh, Syndergaard beefed up and he pulled, Bingo. He pulled his fucking back. They just lost the Giants just lost their rookie uh, second round safety, uh, who's supposed to be you know the new linchpin of their defense, Xavier McKinney. Oh yeah, uh, he's to, out. Yeah, yeah. For, to foot surgery. So and then the other thing too, Kaluchi actually just uh, he tweeted. Oh great, he was like, was it about Big Brother? No, no, because uh, they, they just signed ex Broncos cornerback Isaac Yadam. Okay, and he's like, Are, is he good? And I said, no. And uh, did, I, honestly, he's good for depth, but as far as being practice a starter, squad, he's not. Pra- he's a special teams guy. He's a special teams guy. He's good for depth. He's a good gunner. He's a good player to have on the actual. Sure, roster, they have value, but, but he's not. He's a, not, not a starter. And no. I know people. Giants fans like, yeah, we got Logan Ryan. Don't you think it means something if a guy has been a free agent this long? Yeah. Like he was decent for the Titans last year, but there's a reason he sat out this long. Which it's crazy well, that Jadavion Clowney is still a free agent because well, he's still a damn good player. Well, so Jadavion Clowney. He's just he's looking for the right deal. I think I, I think that his management team is giving other teams problems. Well, apparently the what the, I hear. the Browns offered him a first a, a one year deal. They're like you can get free agency again. Like all right, two years, seventeen million a year. No, three years, seventeen million a year. He said no to all of them. So That's what I'm saying he's declining well, all it, these offers. Wait, wait for a team that is like you know like they're six and four or something. Then he signs with them. It's like you just made a trade. Well, he, he's also so young too. So yeah. like I, I, I it don't, might be I good for him to rest this year. It's not a bad idea. It, but, Especially in a co- in the COVID season, yeah, it's not yeah. a bad idea. But um, I'm taking the Eagles. You're taking the Eagles, Josh. Uh, yeah, the whole division's Thanksgiving the Eagles. Yeah, I, it's you know this might be the year where Dallas like makes it and then just gets loses in the first round again. I, I think the Dak Prescott stuff is too much of a distraction. That it's 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 going to be yeah. hard, it's hard to overcome. This is something something like that is something that Mike McCarthy could probably handle better than Jason Garrett ever could have like that kind of distraction. Um, but I just I, I I need to see them them do it first. I, I need to see it. Um, all right, so next one, I got the AFC North. Uh, for me, it's still the Ravens. Uh, you know, the Steelers will get Big Ben back. They'll be more competitive if he's healthy. I actually think the Browns are going to be much... Uh, I mean, they were 7-9 and nine last year. They weren't bad. They, they just didn't live up to expectations. But now that's come off a little bit. They got a coach that is definitely going to bring more of that stability coming from Minnesota, Kevin Stefanski. Um, and I, I, from everything that everyone's saying is that Beckham looks fucking great in camp. I think Nick Chubb's going to have a huge year. I think Miles Garrett's going to have a huge year. The Browns are going to be in this thing, and the Bengals are just—they're rebuilding. They're building under Joe Burrow. They're not going to be a good team or a competitive team. You just want to see some growth from them. But for me, it's still the Ravens' division to lose. Uh, yeah, I—I I really don't disagree because I really think that it's. It's like the Steelers have a lot of opportunity to be very good, but it's just with Ben being—I'm not even touching them. I know. I don't know what's up with your thing. I don't get it. Like what am I? I don't like. I'm not even doing anything. Like, should I just yell? Is that better? What the fuck? I fixed it. Right, now it's good. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. 
Okay, so so I'm going to talk like this from now on, right? Yes. No. Slouch down like this. No. <laughs> no. Fucking do this this way. There you go. I do it. Ravens. Fuck you guys. Ravens. Um. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Ravens. Okay. Um. Let's go NFC North. Um. You know, I've gone Ravens back. Uh, no, no, wait, oh, just, no, no, I'm, NFC, go, NFC. I'm going to NFC North. I went back and forth on this one because uh, the Vikings made a great move this week, trading for Ngakwe um, for only a second round, second and fifth round pick, I believe it was. And they, they got a six back forward or whatever, too, including him. Great pass rusher to pair with Daniil Hunter, who's one of the best pass rushers in the league. Uh, make a very formidable defensive line. Um, but they lost Stefan Diggs, who was, you know, Adam Thielen had an injury plagued year last year. And I don't know if that's going to change because those are the kind of injuries that kind of recur. And I think Thielen's great. But we haven't seen him do it without Stefan Diggs. We haven't seen Stefan Diggs do it without him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Dalvin Cook is a great running back. Um, I'm still, I actually initially picked Minnesota, um, but I'm like, I still don't trust Kirk Cousins. Like, it's just one of these things where we know, know if they can't run the ball, he can't win. And, yeah, he much. and he doesn't usually beat winning teams. He usually doesn't win on the road. And he usually doesn't win in prime time. Um, so I'm going to stick with Green Bay. I think they're going to have an improved year. I think the second year of Aaron Jones is going to be huge. I think that you're going to see um, them open up the playbook a little bit more for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he's going to have a very, very good year, a full year of uh, healthy, hopefully, Devontae Adams. So I'm going to take the Packers, probably win 12 games. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings just because I think the Packers were very fugazi last year. I think just a lot of things... Went their way, and that's what happens. Um, they, they beat the Vikings twice. I know that, but like, and handily, mind you. Yeah, that's fine, but it doesn't it doesn't mean it's going to be sustained the following. Sure, the, the Packers but, have only really struggled with really physical teams, and that's why I I was iffy going with Ngakwe. Like the the we saw with the 49ers had the Packers twice regular right. season and playoffs, and the Vikings are a very physical defense. I just I don't trust Kirk Cousins to be able to beat the elite quarterbacks. Right. In this no, I, I I completely understand that fact, but just I. I you had such an, a, a big opportunity to add and get Aaron Rodgers a real weapon in the draft. Yeah, sure. You go and draft Jordan Love. So, and we already know Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a dick. And by you know, like like he's cut off his family. It, he's done certain. I, things. I see. I don't even but care the, about that. What, part. I'm, well, what I'm saying is, is that like you know, Aaron Rodgers has got to be pissed off. It seems like every like, everything uh, account I've seen of videos and pictures is him and Jordan Love hanging out and laughing and talking. Sure, so, but, but but if you think about it, like he he said it on Pat McAfee show. He's like, you know, it would be cool if we get, went and got another weapon or a wide yeah, receiver. Because the last time they drafted a wide receiver in the first round was fucking Javon Walker. Yeah, in yeah, no, he's he's not wrong, but they've they've been able to sustain without that and make the playoffs almost every single year. And I I still think that they they still have a good defense, uh, pretty damn good defense actually. Um, and I think Aaron Jones is going to have a huge year at running back. I think he's going to be a top back this year. He was a damn good rookie. Um, it, it's a coin flip one between, for me between the Vikings and the um, the, the Packers. The Lions, I actually think, are going to be a little more competitive this season with a healthy Stafford. Yeah. And I I don't know the Bears. The fucking Trubisky sucks. Josh? As long as Trubisky's at quarterback, the Bears stink. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Bears. You're taking the Bears? Taking the Bears. The Bears. Uh, I'm... Okay, so this is a conditional pick, but I'm going to stick by it. Uh, I have a pretty good feeling in my gut that they're going to go with Foles. And if they go with Foles, I think he pairs up better with the receivers that they have there who are actually pretty good. No, they're not bad. Uh, and, you know, they've got um, – what's his fucking name? Tariq Cohen. No, the guy. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Uh, they're going to have a good pass rush, better than they had last year. I know that uh, Mack was – No, he had a good year by all not, accounts. Not by his standards. No, no. it was He was used differently, too. Yeah. He wasn't just sent on a pure pass rush, and he, he, well, he was he had, great against the run. Well, when did he get traded? Two years ago? No, it was last year. 
Well, last year was when he got. He traded. had the first two games that were just in fucking credible. Yeah, yeah, it was Where last he year. Had, yep. He had like the forced fumble, three sacks. Yeah, yeah, he was. But then like he got off to this hot start, so I don't disagree with what you're saying. He got off to a really hot. It didn't start, help but the offense couldn't stay on the field. The Bears' offense. It's, all, it's it's Trubisky, and I also think Matt Nagy kind of stinks too. It was weird because his first year he made Trubisky look serviceable. Um, but he I made think Trubisky looked good. Not yeah, even yeah. I, I it's it's hard to say because the second year it's that when you kind of see like all right, he made him serviceable. He didn't make him good because a lot of it could be smoking. Mirrors, obviously, I know Kirk that. Cousins made a career out of it, um, but he—it's—it's it's really hard to say because you know Foles had an injury last year. Yeah. Whereas he's not a young guy, you know what I mean? And he's it, not old either. How, how old is he? Is he thirty-one? Is that how yeah. old he is? Yeah. He's been in the league a while. But, and this is the other thing, though. Now he's playing in Chicago, where if you are at all injury prone, he's had some injuries even before last year. You're way more likely to get hurt on that field because that field is brutal to yeah. play on. Um, I I I, don't, I need to see. Bears are a lot like the Cowboys are for me because the Bears were what my Super Bowl pick last or my my NF, one of my NFC Championship yeah. picks last year. I had, I had them losing to the Saints in the NFC Championship, yeah. and I, I see it and I'm just like, there's something not fire in here. So I, I I can't comfortably pick them. I I I think the Lions won that being better than the Bears. Honestly, um, we'll see. All right, let's go to AFC South. Um, a really interesting division because the Colts got Phillip Rivers. Uh, the Titans had that really fun run last year behind the legs of Derrick Henry. And uh, a game-managing Ryan Tannehill, who played very well, a really good rookie receiver in A.J. Brown. Um, the Jags are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Big facts. Um, and then you have uh, – uh, who the fuck am I forgetting right now? Um, oh, my God. The Why? Texans. The Texans, who – I think are going to have a down year. Um, I don't. I, I will never understand trading DeAndre Hopkins for anything in the world when he's maybe one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent receiver in the league, best hands in the league at least. He did have a down year last year, but it's sure. not a big deal, whatever. Um, I, you know, then they, they get David Johnson, who hasn't looked good for three years. Uh, I, I just don't trust them. I'm still going to ride with Tennessee uh, because I think that in that division, whoever runs the ball the best and controls the line of scrimmage on both sides is going to win it. And to me, me, that's Tennessee. Tennessee as well. They're just too good. And I think just another year of Rabel, another year of... I, I do think that. the Colts will be solid. I think I the Colts think have a be shot bad. because Rivers will improve that team who has proven that they can be competitive with Jacoby Brissett. I think, uh, what is it? I think the fucking, I think the Titans will be like 11 wins. Yeah, I think that's fair. You, know, I think they're you could over, probably win the division at 10-6. and six. I think they'll probably overachieve a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. kind of what they did last year, yeah. but uh, I do think the Colts will make it a competitive division yeah. at minimum. Josh? I feel bad for Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he got a starting job thrust upon him that he really wasn't ready for. Yeah, sure, he sure. Didn't, he didn't underperform. I think that based on his own expectations, he you could argue he played pretty well. He, yeah, um, and he's getting benched for a guy on the twilight of his career. Yeah, who's still solid, but yeah, no, he's, he's at the twilight solid, of his but, career. You know, yeah, this guy had a good year last yeah. year. You, he's not a franchise quarterback no. by any means, but at this point of his career, neither is Rivers. Yep, yeah, that's that's uh, entirely fair. I agree with you. Why wouldn't you just ride? Why wouldn't you just that's ride? Yeah. Like the end of his contract and go draft somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know? because uh-huh. they like think that they think they think that they have the talent to compete right now between uh, the linebacker, the who am I, what's Darius his name, Leonard. Darius Leonard, who Quentin Nelson, these guys that you're like, if we get a quarterback that could be, you know, that if Phil Rivers could play like he did two years ago on the Colts team of two years ago, they're a playoff team. He could still throw the ball. He can very still well. he can, and they have a good running game with Marlon Mack. They yeah. have a good team, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that Rivers comes in and he. Does for them what we've seen veterans go to other teams and do before. Not like Peyton Manning in Denver. Obviously, that's a fucking fluke. But I don't think it's that that's crazy. Cra- no, I'm saying I'm saying it's a not not a fluke necessarily. I'm saying that's like a 
one in a million shot that someone like Peyton the going there time. and putting up his best season in the last years of his career. Um, you know, you had someone like Joe Montana go to Kansas City and get them to the playoffs. You Brett have Favre those stories. To, Brett Favre going to Minnesota. I, I don't think it's that wild to imagine that Philip Rivers plays as well or outperforms what Tom Brady does in Tampa. In, in, I don't think it's that crazy to think. Yeah, sure. Um, and because Tom, Phil Rivers has put up borderline Hall of Fame numbers, if not Hall of Fame numbers, with way less offensively and coaching-wise than Tom Brady has. Not Obviously not the playoff success, but he's been a damn good quarterback that my franchise would kill to have. Before Matt Ryan, your franchise would have killed to have. Sure. Without question, before Peyton Manning, your franchise would have killed to have because he killed you guys most of the time. Yeah, but still fuck him. I, you 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 grew to respect him, though. Yeah, um, but so who, who are you taking then, Josh? Uh, Titans. Titans. Okay, so all of us are there. Um, AFC West, it's it's still the Chiefs. I, I will save you for last on this one. Uh, Josh? Yeah, definitely the Chiefs. Taylor? Broncos are going to go 16-0. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to run the table. They're going to do what New England couldn't do. No, listen, all I expect this year, honestly, is for uh, Melvin Gordon to underperform and for people to give Philip Lindsay the uh, credit and the respect that he fucking deserves. I expect Drew Locke to take a step forward, and I also expect the Chiefs to run the table and against everyone in the division. Uh, I wouldn't, the Chiefs going 14 and 2, they, they may have gotten better in the offseason, which is scary. Like, they didn't lose a lot of their pieces. I think it's like 48 of their 53 how did they man get roster. All this fucking money. Deferred payments is how, the smart like, thing to do. You, fucking, you defer it, and you're like, we'll give you this now and then we're going to pay a really big here which is what a lot of the guys want because they're like I'm not going to be that good that, that much further it's down a, the it's road a, it's a savings account yeah yeah pretty much it's it's very it's a, smart it's Bobby Bonilla getting paid it, you put, it in, you put it in bonus money and shit like that and the other thing that helps them is that they they draft really well like that's the thing like they they draft really well um, I, I think their defense is good, which got so much better as the season went on uh, you know obviously they have Mahomes they, they have a ton of offensive weapons they re-signed Chris Jones. They have Frank Clark. It they just, re-signed Travis Kelsey. They, uh, did you see how... I, I couldn't believe it when I saw a picture of uh, Andy Reid yesterday when they got their Super Bowl rings. I've never seen him that skinny. Like, he lost weight. Yeah, uh, which, well, yeah because he had all that... He had, like, 30 years of anger he, he and anxiety had, built up. Oh, my God. He had a... Oh, my God. What? What? What's the news? What? I feel bad that I'm breaking this to you. What is it? What? Tom Seaver just passed away. Did he really? Yeah. Tom Seaver died? No shit. Yeah. Wow. Tom Terrific. The real Tom Terrific. No shit. Wow. Uh, the greatest man of all time died. That's pretty shocking. Uh, no, I can't say that. He forgot who he was the last year or so. Um, yeah, great, guys. Great Will Pond. You couldn't get him his fucking statue while he was alive, you fucking cocksuckers. Your fucking best player ever. You had to wait till last year when you didn't even remember he was fucking Tom Seaver. You remember his last time he shit his pants better than what he did his career, and then you changed the street name where it was all fucking chop shops, you pieces of shit. It's fucking your best player ever, and, you fuck, and he fucking hates you that he won't come to anything. Sure, wheel him out there. Fucking Lou Gehrig was coming out on fucking things and wheeled chairs. Look at fucking Ted Williams. His fucking head is frozen now, and he's getting wheeled out. Oh, bullpen cart. Fuck them. Fuck the Will Ponds. Rest in peace, Tom Seaver. Um, we're all taking the Chiefs, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I agree with you. That's just really, like, again, as, just a, as a newer Mets fan, it just sucks. Because, like, n- learning the history of the, of the franchise and the organization. You want to do something funny right now? Knowing full well, like, what he meant to the organization. Hold on. Like, I'm going to call just, my mom. <laughs> Do people know how to change those? Hey, wait, 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 wait one second, Mom. Don't say anything. I'm recording the show right now. I have you on the air. I have breaking news for you. Okay. Tom Seaver died. Bye. 
That's not nice. No, he actually died. He's dead. So why are you saying bye? I don't know. I wanted to let you know he died. Where'd he die from? Death. What? No, really. I don't know. He, he, he had Alzheimer's. He did die. Yes, he did. I swear to God. He did? Yeah. 75. He was oh, 75. That's He's sad. But I never really liked him. <laughs> All right, I have to go finish this. I just wanted to see the reaction on the show. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but I never really liked him. She said he was an asshole, but um, and, yeah, got his 300th win with another team because even before the Wilpons, they couldn't keep their own guys. Oh, how funny is that? Um, all right, so let, Josh, we'll go to your division now. Yes. The um, or the, sorry, we actually skipped the NFC South. I went right to the AFC West. The NFC South. I hate doing this, but I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I like what they're doing. I like the energy that I'm seeing there. It seems like Gronk, I think taking the year off was the best thing for him. There's just a lot. The offensive firepower there is something that Brady has not had since 07. And he's never been great with the deep ball with anyone but Randy Moss. But now he has so many of those guys in this team. You got Mike Williams. You got Mike, Mike Williams. Evans. Mike, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike you, got, Williams. you got really good tight ends. You got a good running game. You got a good defense. You got a coach that will, you know, he likes stretching the ball, which isn't Brady's strength, but he'll get creative around Brady like he had yeah. to do uh, so many times with different players through the years. Um, uh, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win that division. Jo- uh, Taylor? Uh, I'm also going to go Tampa Bay. No, I was not jumping on a bandwagon. It's just I really do believe in Bruce Arians. Yeah, I do Bruce too. Bruce Arians is a f- phenomenal coach that's not named Bill Belichick. You called him the second best coach in the NFL he last called, year. He called him the best coach in the NFL. No, he said he said second he to said, Belichick. No, he said he said best. He said, he said best, best. And then you yelled at him and goes, "Oh, I didn't know. Did Bruce Aaron change his name to Bill Belichick?" At least you farted in your own mic. So, did you want me to do it in yours? Ow. Good. <laughs> Farted and said, ah. <laughs> Yeah. What did you what, uh, I need a cigarette receiver. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I do think if there's any coach that can get something, whatever is left out of Brady, it's, uh, I almost said Brian Adams. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Arians. Uh, that offense has the ability to be, I like, think my lighter died. Be like Just like Tom Seaver. How good? <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> My lighter died just like Tom Seaver. Fuck. Oh, uh, this sucks. But Whatever. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Stupid. Tampa Bay. Ugh. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the pause. I'm taking the Falcons. Of course you are. Not, uh, not, uh, listen. Uh, Drew Brees is uh, done, I think. Um... He's got a cushy job sewn up as a commentator, so like, yeah. what possible... Yeah. what's the point uh, in saying? Somebody is going to... There. Here's the thing about Tampa. What's the thing? Their offensive line sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Tom Brady is going to be on his back a lot this season. But but here's with, the thing. With Giselle or on the field? His, his offensive line in New England hasn't been great, honestly. It's not going to light, dude. I think there's a lighter. Natalie, could you see above the Funkos if there's a lighter lying around on one of these shelves? I'm sure there is. There, there must be. I know there's like some paraphernalia, no, no uh, balls, and my ass. Um, <laughs> Josh, your reaction to that was great. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's not going to work. Everything uh, sucks. Tom Seaver's dead. You know I blame the Will Ponds. It's out of fucking butane. Anyway, yes, their offensive line sucks, but there is a difference because Tom Brady doesn't hold the ball very long. Like, he gets rid of it. Yeah, he gets rid of it, but when he gets put on his back, even after he gets rid of the ball, he gets frustrated. 
And that's that was, fair. That was evident last year. Now, sh- sure, his receivers and his tight ends were not of the caliber that he sure. has now. But still, he's going to get frustrated. He's going to be on his back a lot. He's going to throw more interceptions than you're used to seeing him throw. Well, I think he's going to be taking more chance, more shots as well. Um, and as far as the Falcons are concerned, you know, uh, every couple of years they're good. Uh, and this you is said that last year. No, I didn't. I yes, picked, you did. I picked the Saints last year. Yeah, but you picked them with a wild card. No. no, you picked the Bucks last year with your Arians hype. You did actually yeah. pick, the and Bucks. now it's gone because fuck them. And fuck I think Tom Brady. I think the big problem for your your team is keeping your head coach, because uh, I think no. he's I, I think he has lost the, that locker room a long time. I don't ago. know how Dan uh, Quinn is. I mean, still they, the head coach. they finished relatively strong last year. They, strong, but do you <laughs> that that was like the reasoning for um, what's Jason Garrett being kept by the Cowboys for a long time. Listen, I'm going to pick them just because I have a gut feeling that they're going to be good this year. Okay. They might not be. I've been wrong before. All right. But the feeling is there. Um, Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, NFC West, the final division. Um, Can I go first? Yeah, please. In the NFC West, there is a man. Oh, shut up. We know. (laughs) He's on the Yankees. We get it. We get it. Hey, hey, shh. Continue, Josh. This is my. You know what? I've waited all spring and summer for this. In the NFC West, there is a man. He is a fantastic quarterback. He is probably at the top of the list for MVP already, and the season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, big facts. He is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He is a man of Jesus. He you is fuck with the Jesus. Your New York Yankees second baseman, Russell Wilson, quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are the only team in my mind that can win this division because really? fuck those other three teams. <laughs> fuck the 49ers. Oh, Why? you went to the Super Bowl and you fucking lost because you didn't want to run the ball at the end of the game? Cool. I wonder where their head coach got that idea from. Fuck him. <laughs> Arizona, you're cool. Larry Fitz, you're cool. Kyler Murray, you know, like, you probably should have played baseball, dude. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Would have made more money. I agree. Uh, and the Rams, <sighs> fuck them. All right. Um, I'm I'm rolling with the 49ers again. I think they have too much talent um, across the board. I think their defense is going to be better, even better this year. I, I want to see more from Jimmy G in situations where you need your quarterback to come through. Um, I think they're going to give it to him this season as well. Uh, I actually I think the Seahawks are going to miss the playoffs this year. Um, I I don't like them losing Clowney. I, I don't. Their offensive line is still fucking horrendous, horrible. It's amazing Russell Wilson is as good as he is, and he is a top five Most quarterback for his life. I know, Every and he year. drops back third. He's like watching him play quarterback is like playing Madden against Josh because he gets the ball and he runs backwards and he just heaves it downfield or he takes off with it. Dude, that pass he made to Tyler Lockett. Oh, insane. Um, the Seahawks will still be a competitive team, but I see them as like eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, I actually think the Cardinals are gonna be pretty good this year. I love what they did in the draft. I love what they did in this offseason. They have the most underrated defensive player in the league, and they have a guy who I think is going to, when we talk about awards, who's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year, and they got DeAndre Hopkins to pair with Larry Fitz. I, I know what, that, what now? What's, that, what's the next news? So Tom Seaver's alive? No, 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 Tom <laughs> Seaver's still dead. He's been uh, resuscitated. But a, a tweet was made that really encompassed the legacy of Tom Seaver and what he meant to the Mets. Okay. And I want you to guess who wrote this tweet. Okay. Was it Rest Mage? in peace, Tom Seaver. Easily the greatest Met and one of the best pitchers in baseball. And that tweet 
came off of a quote tweet, and the tweet that was quoted was, Tom Seaver, the greatest Met of all time, dies at 75. Who wrote the tweet? Clucci. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch your big brother and shut the fuck up. No one cares what you have to say. You suck. <laughs> Ass. Quoted a tweet, said the same thing that the tweet he quoted said. Insightful. Can you be any more generic? Like, one of the best pitchers in baseball. He hasn't pitched in 30 fucking years. Shut up. I fucking, I want to fucking rock him right in the fucking face. I, 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 I want to knock his teeth down his throat. I want to fuck his butt until his mouth bleeds. I fucking hate him. Are you going to punch his nose hairs off? <laughs> Uh, Colucci, you fucking piece of living human dog shit. Stick to Big Brother. It's your lane. Spick, stick to whatever that fucking bullshit. What is it? Apex dickheads? Who cares? Shut up. Shut up. Stick to hockey. That's your lane. No one wants to go in your lane because it sucks and it smells like cum farts. Maybe he likes the movie Changing Lanes. and that's Of course he likes the movie Changing Lanes because we like it. So why wouldn't he? <laughs> Fucking garbage. Go get me dinner, jerk off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Go get me dinner, jerk off. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to pick the 49ers. <laughs> All right. Wild cards. Uh, my, uh, I'm running out of steam here. Wild card. My, my wild card. <laughs> My, my wild card picks in the AFC are the Bills and the Browns, and in the NFC I have the Cardinals and the Vikings. Taylor, who are your wild card picks? Shut the fuck up! It's so cool you to bring your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to this, I'm not sorry. No, Shut what, up. What Get a we, job. What are we doing? Uh, wild card picks. <laughs> He's going to be the jerk-off cutting lemons for waters at Chili's. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That is fucking hilarious. Is he? <laughs> Bring me dinner, bitch. Uh, just go to oh, sleep God. in your twin bed, oh, butthole. Dude, that is fucking, that is one of the funniest things you've ever said. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. To me or Colucci? Oh, definitely you. <laughs> It's the most genuine thing I've, I think I've ever heard you say. I got mad. Oh. I'm, I'm okay now. Oh God, I apologize. It was uncalled for. Oh. What, what wild card picks in what? AFC and NFC? AFC? I took the the Bills, the Browns, and in the NFC I took the Cardinals and the Vikings. Wild card NFC. Oh God, I'm dying. Uh, Seahawks. Okay. And the Falcons. Okay. In the AFC, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll take the Pats. Okay. And. Yeah, I'll take the Pats and the Broncos. Okay, Josh? Uh, in the NFC, I'm going to take the Packers and the 49ers. In the AFC, I'm going to take the Steelers and the Colts. Okay, Super Bowl pick. Taylor? Oh, God. Super Bowl pick? Uh, God damn it. it, could, it, it it's a little up in the air in the NFC, in my opinion. The AFC is kind of a clearer... Clear path, more or it's, less. It, the road goes through Kansas City. Yeah, as barring as injury. As much, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a rematch. Kansas City from San Francisco. Okay, Josh, your Super Bowl pick? I'm going to actually pick uh, Kansas City versus the Philadelphia Eagles because either way, Philadelphia will burn to the ground. <laughs> yeah, big facts. True. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Chiefs over the Packers in the Super Bowl. Um, okay, MVP pick, Taylor. 
MVP pick? Uh, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes to avoid the lose. Josh? Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, offensive player of the year, Taylor. I thought it was going to be Christian McCaffrey, but the more and more I think about it, he's not going to have another 2,000-yard season all-purpose. Offensive player of the year, I think, even though he had a massive season last year, look for Derrick Henry to run away. Okay. With the award. Uh, Josh, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, I actually agree with Taylor. I'm uh, I'm looking right at Derrick Henry. I'm going to stick with Christian McCaffrey to win it. Henry lost me so much fucking money (laughs) last year. Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive? uh, Yeah. Nick Bosa. Okay. Uh, I, like I said before, Khalil Mack's going to have a bounce back here. Um, my pick, and again, I think he's the most underrated defensive player in the year. He's had 15 sacks each of the last four seasons. Uh, Chandler Jones, I think, is going to win defensive player of the year. Well, okay, I'm going to change my pick. I, I lied. Uh, as much as I want it to be Nick Bosa, it's actually going to be fucking Shaq Barrett. Okay, that's actually a really good Shaq pick, Barrett too. Had fucking 19 sacks last year. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. Offensive? Oh, did you give defensive player of the year? Did you give your pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. I really don't believe in a lot of these guys. I mean, outside of C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, there's a lot of, of like discrepancy between like. I, a lot of times, it's safe to go with the the rookie quarterback that's going to get the most playing time. Like and that would be Joe Burrow because you know he's going to put up numbers. Yeah. Um, but you, D- defense makes a little more sense to me. I have a better idea. I, on a whim, I'll just again, I'll be a homer. I'll I'll just say Jerry Judy because okay. he Josh, has the ability to be um, great. I like C.D. Lamb. Um, my pick is the running back that the Chiefs took 32nd overall, Clyde Edwards-Halar. Halar, I believe is how you say it. In that system, now that Damian Williams is sitting out the year, he's going to get so many touches between carries and pass attempts and shit like that. He's going to probably score 12 touchdowns in this system. Okay. Um, Defensive rookie of the year. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm thinking Chase Young. That is, I, I almost went with him, and I do think he's going to be great, but I think Isaiah Simmons is going to – I think that defense in Arizona is going to be really, just, really good. I think playing in that division, a lot of these quarterbacks get hit in that yeah, division. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, you, and he's going to be an instant impact player as well. Yeah. But I th- the all-line in that division stinks. Oh, it's hard. I, the Eagles should be – or the, the, well, now that the Cowboys lost Travis Frederick, and then we saw how they were with him uh, without him two years ago, yeah. you don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, you can't really argue with that one fully. Uh, coach of the year. Coach of the year is going to be uh, Bruce Arians. Bill Belichick. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona for me. Um, the worst team in the league. Are we all in agreement? Jaguars? Yeah. Jaguars? Chiefs. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> all right. Give me a random prediction for this season. We're going to have someone's going to break Jerry Wright. Uh, someone's going to break Calvin Johnson's single season receiving record. Okay. Josh? I will second that. And you're going to say Julio Jones? Actually. Oh, he's going to say Michael Thomas. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Interesting. Is that like Muhammad Sanu being the best slot receiver in the league? No. Don't uh, jinx him. <laughs> that's no, a bit of a stretch, uh, dude. So every year... Someone no, that's not it's your not team. A, no, hold on. It's not a stretch. Every year I pick Julio to do something, and he almost does it. So if I pick against him, I'm not jinxing him. You're just going to jinx another guy like when you did Sanu last year. Yeah, well, that's fine. He wasn't on the team. The okay. My random oh. prediction for this year... He'll be starting by week three, and he's going to be comeback player of the year. And I'm rooting for him, and that's Alex Smith. Yeah. I'm going for Alex Smith. So, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's, you know, they're not going to be a good team, but he's going to play really well. And the team's going to rally around him because he's uh, a leader. So that's my random prediction. I have one more. Sure. Austin Hooper is going to be the best tight end in football next year. <laughs> you said random. Okay. Uh, all right. Random. I'll have one more, too. Uh, I. 
I have an. I also have a uh, comeback player of the year prediction, but my comeback player of the year is Cam Newton. Uh, okay, that's a good one. You can't really argue against that. I mean, it's it to me. It's like three quarterbacks. It's it's uh, Alex Smith. It's Cam Newton. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Ben's like the obvious one to me. Okay, here's my random prediction. Then, if we're going to be homers about these things, Devontae Parker is going to lead the league in receiving. I love Devontae Parker, dude. He was top five last year. I think he finished fourth in receiving he was last year. The best receiver on my fantasy team. When I also had Julio Jones and Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown. Oh, dude, I have more breaking news. What's that? The Rock has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, great. Like, he's going to have a fucking problem. The guy's got fucking the, muscles on you, top. You, you don't know that. Imagine Rock died. Dude. <laughs> Kalucci would have some kind of tweet about that, too. Well, yeah, wow, well, one that, of the greatest that's wrestlers. That's how I knew. Of the, I knew. He's the one who uh, tweeted it. One of the greatest wrestlers and actors of all time. A true, a true double threat. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> triple threat. He sang you, in you, Moana. Can you reply to his tweet and just say, please tweet more about Big Brother, you fucking jerk. No, you do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's wrap this up. This oh, is wait, hold on. Do you want to hear the official statement from Jeff and Jeff Wilpon? Is it spelled wrong? Did they send out Brody Van Wagenen's credit card info? <laughs> statement from friend Jeff Wilpon. We are dead. Devastated to learn of the passing of Mets legend and baseball hall of famer Tom Seaver. This isn't even funny anymore. This is just sad. Tom was nicknamed the franchise and Tom Terrific because of how valuable he truly was. Shut up. Just I shut can't up. do I can't listen to these cocksuckers talk. The guys that denied him a fucking statue for years, shut the, shut the fuck up. Guys, this is episode 117 of You Watch I Listen. I had a lot of fun on this one. Um, Did we? I can't wait to do it. about a lot of death. I can't. I know. And, and uh, um, <laughs> your mom said she didn't like Tom Seaver. You told Coochie to bring you dinner. <laughs> It's it's Josh's birthday. We we talked about a lot of death while celebrating the life of one of our favorite people. Josh, happy birthday. Thank you. Taylor. Fuck you. I love you. Oh, God damn it. Motherless whore. You fucking cunt. You fucking pussy. You don't deserve anything. I want Natalie to go home and fucking brick in your new acoustic guitar. And then you spend the rest of the day taking the fucking strings off because you got to clean up fucking duty from the inside of it. And then first you try playing it, you know, like, oh, what's rattling around here? And it's a fucking corn-filled fucking nug. You fucking asshole. I fucking hate everyone. Turn this shit off. Shove it up your ass. This can't be the last song. No, fuck you too. Dan, you get a tax reduction. (laughs) Shut up. Bye, guys.